hello again and welcome to the Mana Pool. This is episode 298 of the Mana Pool. We're almost there. I'm very sorry about not having an episode last week, but not sorry enough to put one up. My bad. I bailed on him, and then what? You had like a kind of rough day. The day we were, you were gonna record, and was I, was I sick that day? Was I having woman problems? I don't remember that day now. It just, was just it that time of the month. It was that. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was the <laughs> invoicing time or something. <laughs> well, we had we hadn't taken a week off in a while, so true. We'll and I had one in the can, but the weekend was such a mess that I didn't have time to actually pop the can open. So yeah, but anyway, we'll anyway. Be- We'll be fresh for next time. So. Uh, we are, <laughs> we're brought to you, as always, by CardShark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. I am Chewy, the lead dork, trying desperately to maintain the flow and failing <laughs> miserably. Uh, and with me, as always, are some dorks. Dorks, sound off. I'm Brian. I'm the lead rambler. I have super haste, just like that one slug. Um, and I tend to interrupt people, especially when it comes to previews. And if you thought you were done with previews, thanks to M14 and Modern Masters and uh, Theros and that there block before that, guess what? There's more previews, so you get more Brian. Yay. I'm going to let Mike start to talk before I say any more. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy. And I don't have anything funny to say. <laughs> yet. <laughs> but just you wait. Yeah. And I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed green. And I was just psyching out Mike, and I was going to wait for Dirk. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Dirk. You're, you're mono green, yes. Oh, my. You have devotion. Yeah, devotion to the group, that's what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, self-proclaimed greenest man, greenest man alive, moral compass of the group, yada, yada, yada. And try not to be interrupted by Brian. Huh, good luck. Yeah. Tell me about it. And I forgot to mute before I opened that Mountain Dew. My bad. <laughs> Uh, we are joined this week. <laughs> she and there you. appears to be an interrupting hey, man. I, uh, she has flash. I forget. Yes, she Baby. does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> family show. Family show. <laughs> All right, we're joined this week by an incredibly special guest. Uh, I'm sure. Moo. What? No. Interrupting casuals. Moo. <laughs> Is it still? I got it. You know what the best part? Is? Never mind. You know what the most important part about being a comic is? Timing. See, nobody said anything, so I couldn't interrupt. <laughs> all you guys. Anyway, we're – oh, we got to – You got to work on that. <laughs> he is uh, – he's a writer. He's a muse, or he formerly is a muse. How does that work? Are you still a muse? I don't know. Bruce, introduce yourself. I don't know who you people are. Uh, I'm, not my, I'm not all that amusing anymore. Um that's uh I'm Bruce Richard. I am the I guess I'm the writer dork for this particular episode. Uh I write over at uh, I write this serious fun column over on the mothership at dailymtg.com. That's freaking awesome. That is great. It's a lot I guess fun. It, it it I think it's becoming a theme for us now because we had Stibbs when he when he was doing that a couple times and I think at least once since then since he's been doing the commander show and now we've got Bruce and hopefully Bruce will do it for a long, long time, and then we can get someone new. I mean, um, <clears throat> it's 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 nice to have you on here. Uh, anything else about you? So you um, right over at the Muse Vessel, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was the the three of us, Brandon Islieb and Daryl Blockett and myself, were writing over at the Muse Vessel. Over there, I was the Windborne Muse. Um, I wrote mostly on Fridays and basically wrote a lot of uh, a lot of similar stuff to what I write over at Daily MTG. Um, we did that for about about a year, and uh, we're lucky enough that 
the Stib, Stibs picked us up for his uh, Gathering Magic site, and we did that for another year. And then uh, Trick Jarrett came calling, and now I'm over at uh, Daily MTG, and hopefully I'll make that for a lot longer than just a year. Let's hope so. I've really enjoyed your columns, and I don't know if it's partially because, I don't know, I, I, I like footnotes. Maybe that's the attorney. <laughs> uh, but I, I, but I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed your articles since you, since you took over, so I, I appreciate them. This is not me sucking up. I actually really do enjoy them. So Yeah, he actually, was telling me that just like last week. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's almost comical because uh, the, uh, the footnotes are a hot a hot button for apparently most of the people who read. Uh, really? Everybody either seems to, to love or a, hate them. I guess people have to have a hot button because for me, I'm like, yeah, they're great, but they're footnotes. Find something else to complain about. But one of the th- recurring themes is Magic players. Well, I would say they always have something to complain about, but I think it's that mul- uh, that Magic players are generally fairly invested in Magic. I don't know what it is about this game that they just – they deeply care about it. So when that happens, they also get passionate about it. When they get passionate about it, they complain. Uh, so or when do, you they get tend to get, do you tend to get more positive feedback or negative feedback on the footnotes, or is it about evenly split? It's about evenly split. Um, and it's funny because my positive or negative feedback is almost completely dependent on how I get it. So when people email me at the end of the article, almost everyone is positive. And when people post in the forums, uh, well, it's uh, maybe not quite so positive. That's what forums are for, though. So that's that's, most forum posts I read, period, are either negative, and I don't know if that's people just feeling like they have to get it out there and they have to say it and they have to let you know how bad it is, or then after a certain threshold of those, you start to see positive ones, if only to spite the negative ones or to get people to go, wait a minute, and you you don't see that any more time than you do around previews. And again, that's usually, oh, this card sucks, and then you get a, a, a nominal amount of those, and then somebody's saying, well, that's not so bad, and da 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 And you could be talking about anything, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, hopefully, I, you're a writer, so you know that you, you're used to dealing with criticism all the time, so. The, uh, yeah, well. Uh, we'll get into it a little more later, I'm sure, with the Commander cards, but uh, my preview for this week was Primal Vigor, and uh, yeah, that definitely yeah, it, it definitely brought people out all over the place as far as oh, um, yeah. whether they like the article or not, or whether they like the card or not. So Yeah. Well, hey, that's a segue. <laughs> Somewhere Eric is happy, <laughs> and then he's mad because Brian pointed it out. So, Sorry. Yeah. there are a whole mess of Commander previews. We should probably talk about those. Uh, this is for the Commander 2013 product. When they originally spoiled the, uh, when they originally spoiled the first two cards and they talked about this product, I misunderstood. I thought it was coming out next year. You'd think the year 2013 would be a dead giveaway, but ever since they started, you know, doing the model car years with the, with the core sets where, you know, 2014 comes out in 2013, I've just stopped associating those with anything because I really thought there's been so many products this year already that certainly it had to be next year. It had to be the summer product next year, like Modern Masters, but no, it comes out, what, November 1st? Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, November 1st. So they're five boxed sets like the Plane Chase or Commander products have been in the past, and they are doing the brand new cards, and that's what we're here to talk about. The, the new the new cards you can only get through these products, at least now. Obviously, some things like um, Scavenging Ooze may eventually see print in other sets, but for right now. And they will be Legacy Legal, is that correct? Legacy and Vintage Legal? 
Yeah. Correct. Yes. Okay. I don't think they're ever going to reprint Scavenging Ooze in a, an, a any other tournament legal format, though. That would just be weird. It's a really good card. I, I think it would probably break a format or two. That would totally just crash the value of the original. That'd be awful. There's also that. Yeah, that would be the worst. <laughs> Let's not even worry about that. That, that would be like that'd be like reprinting Foxies, and you know. Yeah. See, gonna they're be. not going to do that. That's silly. Yeah. Sort of nonsense. Foxies. So, who wants to pay two life anyway? This is dumb. Not me. Um. So shall we go ahead and just hit these and start rolling? Do we want to sure, go over the ones not? in the um. Okay. Do we want to so, go over the ones in the um? Card image gallery first, just to work off of that, or off the forums, or how you want to do it? No, how you want to do it. Where's? Let's go ahead and start in the card image gallery because now I'm noticing there are several in the forum thread that aren't in here. So we'll we'll do the card image gallery first, and then scan through the forum thread to find the missing ones. Fair enough. Sure. Well, let's uh, let's remind everybody of the two that we had a hundred years ago because these were previewed just freaking ever ago. Yeah. Yeah. There was um, where is she? Jaleva. 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 Jaleva time. Uh, Nefalia Scourge for one, a blue, a black, and a red. She's a 1-3 vampire wizard. Of course, she's legendary. She has flying, which is important when you're a 1-3. Anyway. Uh, when she enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top X cards of his or her library, <clears throat> where X is the amount of mana spent to cast her. I've forgotten about this. Wow, this is why I'm glad I'm reading these again. Whenever she attacks, you may cast an instant or sorcery card exiled with it, with with her with yeah without paying its mana cost. Why does it say with it? Because it can't. A, a card doesn't have a. Gem. Oh right, right. Because it's it. The card. Okay, gotcha. You, you know, you never, you never see he or she. Yeah, sort they of. don't actually use gendered program, gendered pronouns in rules text. Right. right. So that's Jaleva. So yeah, she's got that whole cares how much uh, of a tax you paid for her thing mm-hmm. going on. And the same is also true for Prosh. Prush, Sky Raider of Care. For three and a Jund, a black, a red, and green. He's a 5-5 five, five legendary dragon, which 6-6 six, six five, five, mana for a 5-5 five, five flying dragon. It's pretty much dragon stats. Uh, when you cast him, it, whatever, put X-01 red kobold creature tokens named kobolds of care keep onto the battlefield, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast Prush. Sacrifice another creature... Prosh gets plus one, plus oh, until end of turn. So. We had a big discussion on uh, at the end of Monday Night Magic last night about how it's great. Like, it adds a whole other layer of greatness to this card just because they made him make Kobolds of Care Keep. Like, they, this could have been zero or one anything, and it would have been perfectly fine and awesome and okay. But the fact that it makes Kobolds of Care Keep tokens is so awesome and adds this whole other layer of value and love to it. Yeah. That it, it makes me a happy Chewy. Very sweet. All right. So I have a question about Jaleva. Um, yes. When you blink it, does it look at the last time you spent mana for it, or does it not recognize this anymore? Uh, I think X would be zero because you didn't mm-hmm. because you didn't spend any mana to, any mana to actually cast it. Yeah. That that particular time. I wasn't sure if it would be different because I know what I mean. Prosh says when you cast him, you get X. But right. Jaleva says when it comes in, when she comes into the battlefield, each player. So yeah. it's it's interesting that they didn't use the same templating, uh, but maybe that's because she actually cares about she's she's exiling the cards. So I don't know because you then have to keep track of it. Like if for example, let's use her example. Say you pay for 
and you put her in and you're exiling four cards from everybody's libraries and then someone casts um, uh, like a ghost away and she comes back, well, she's not recognized as being the same Jaleva she was before, so you can't access those original however many cards. So I don't know if that... I, I don't know if that's part of the reason they use a different templating is to maybe to remind you of that. Or that might to, actually uh, be a big part of it. I don't know. Like, I think it would work the other way. Like, you know, uh, when an object changes zones, it's a new object with no relation to what it was before. But there is a list of exceptions. And one of those exceptions is that an object on the battlefield remembers what it was when it was an object on the on the stack. You know what I mean, um, and and by that I mean when it goes from the stack to the battlefield, then that thing on the battlefield remembered what it was on the stack. So I think that would technically work, but but maybe yeah, maybe like um, like Brian was saying, maybe it's just written this way, just to get people in the mindset of of act of, of making it work properly. Yeah, I I don't know, but just to make uh, sure they far, understand it. But as far as his original question, when it comes to the rules, Mike, you're the one that's the most updated up to date on that. What is the answer? You know, if does does it, does it exile look? anything or no? No, like like you said, it was um, zero. Hey, it was mana spent to cast it. I knew the answer. <laughs> yeah, I thought we solved that problem a long time ago. <laughs> well, I, I I didn't want to just assume that I was right. So well, there's a first. <laughs> oh, well, I did say yeah, so I, I guess he didn't hear me. You guys are so cute. So let's knock out the other, uh, I guess, uh, poster boys, cover cover boys, the ones that are in the front of each box. Sure. While we're doing legendary dudes. Well. Uh, so the do the band when it was the first one that they showed. I remember uh, what its Derevi. name is. Derevi. Derevi. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Get them, Dirt. Derevi Imperial Tactician. Yeah. Imperial. I guess it'd be Imperial. Imperial. Uh, for Bant colors, red, white, and blue. It's a legendary bird wizard that's mythic. It's a 2-3 with flying. Whenever Deviri Imperial Tactician enters the battlefield or a creature you control deals, com- deals combat damage to a player, you may tap or untap target permanent. That's awesome. That's, that's, one, that's one where I feel like it, it's, it can lend itself... That that first ability can lend itself to some cr- silly craziness, like untapping like a land that produces more than one mana, um, or um, or or something relatively silly like that. The main thing that comes to mind is mana producers, um, and that second ability, uh, or or the fact that when a creature, any creature you control, so I like how he's a true general where he's like he's affecting everything else you do. Like he's not, j- it's not just when he attacks. Or hits the player, but it's when anybody you control attacks or, or hits the player. And then that second ability is nice. Why don't, why don't we finish whole, reading oh. the card? Yeah, let, let me oh. finish reading it. <laughs> Sorry. For for one, a green, a blue, and a white, put De, uh, Derevi onto the battlefield from the command zone. So in other words, this bypasses the whole anytime it dies, you have to pay one extra, Two. correct? Two. Well, two, yeah. yeah. But doesn't this bypass it? Because when Completely. they die, they go to the. You have the option to put in the command zone. So that means yeah. that you can always you 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 bypassing the fact that there's a, a command zone penalty when a when your commander well, dies. This yeah. this does two things. First of all, it bypasses the tax. 
Oh, just for one more than what you would normally cast. Second of all, you're not casting him, so he can't get countered. <laughs> normally, when you cast a normally when you cast a a creature or a, a a commander from the command zone, you're still casting it, so someone can play counter spell or or mana leak or or any of those sorts of things. And this instead is just put him directly from the command zone onto the battlefield. So there's no you can still respond to the ability being activated, but it's not a spell. You can only counter it with something like void slime. And as far as we can tell, because I'm pretty sure Mike, Mike and I talked about this. We're pretty sure that it, if this wasn't the case, it would say it on the card. But this allows you to do this at instant speed. Yeah, there's there's nothing on here that says play this ability only at exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, so that's you can good, respond that's, to an opponent's combat step. That's well, a good I didn't even point. Think about that, 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 yeah. That's a very good point because yeah, because if you normally cast it, you can only cast it when you can cast a creature. Um, very good, very good. Uh, the next one that was already previewed was Mar- Marath, Will of the Wild. Uh, yeah, wherever he went. There he is. And he's interesting because... Oh yeah, this is the one they had to, the, the, they printed broken. He's got errata. <laughs> Mike, yeah, Mike the, you want to tell us this one? Yeah, they had to give him some errata. Um, Marath, Will of the Wild, costs uh, one Naya, red, green, white. And he's a, a zero, zero... Legendary Elemental Beast. Um, so zero zero sounds stupid, but he enters the battlefield with a number of plus one plus one counters on him, equal to the amount of mana spent to cast him. So that helps. His his ability says pay X and remove X plus one plus one counters. Choose one. Either put X plus one plus one counters on target creature, or he deals X damage to target creature or player, or you get an XX green uh, Elemental Creature token. Now, they forgot to put the words X can't be zero in this ability, which is very important. So they had, I don't know if, if, if it would even fit in the box without them tightening up the font size to too small to read. Anyway, so yeah, they had to add, add that. X can't be zero. So you just can't, you know, play him and start making uh, an unlimited number of zero, zero elemental tokens to do something stupid and broken. Right. Like if you've got any sort of, uh, any sort of, um, Glorious Glass. Anthem effect, yeah. Oh, and look, he's part white. Well, no, not and even that, but something like uh, a creature that, you know, when another creature handles the battlefield, gain one life, there's right. infinite uh, life or, for you. Or any sort of, like, I realize it's not black, but if you have any sort of... Um, blood artist type effects? Blood artist type effect, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. It, 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 you can see with all these examples that it on? just gets out of hand really quickly. <laughs> So, but I like this. I mean, it's so versatile. You you've literally got a choice of three different things to to do with this. Um, and if only there was some way of you know like doubling plus one plus one counters. We're not there yet. I know, I know. But then, but then that that other ability gets really silly. So, but what if you could also double tokens? What about that? Oh uh, man! But what if yeah, it costs two less? But what if it costs two less? If it costs two less, it'd be actually it'd actually be worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. So there, there's, there's one more poster boy. There's one more poster boy. It's the one directly beneath this. It's Oloro. Uh, Bruce, do you want to take that one? Sure. It's uh, Oloro, Ageless Ascetic. For three, a white, a blue, and a black. It's a legendary creature, giant soldier. Uh, it's a four-five creature, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain two life. Whenever you gain life, you may pay one. If 
you do draw a card and each opponent loses one life. At the beginning of your upkeep, if a Loro Ageless Ascetic is in the command zone, you gain two life. So here's a new thing. He's doing stuff when he's chilling at home in the command zone. <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. I really do, because it re- nothing quite captures the flavor of Commander to me like than a guy that's doing something in the command zone. I think that's great. Even if, even if it paints a giant target on your head, because you figure everybody already starts at 40 life anyway, you're starting to think, how do I get you from 40 to nothing, unless you're using some sort of silly infinite combo. Somebody's gaining two life every turn, whether he's in play or in the the command zone, that's gonna get you a lot of unwanted attention. A lot, a lot. You know, how many people are gonna go? Well, I've got this two one, and you know, nobody's doing anything, but all I'm doing is offsetting his uh, life gain. So I'll swing at him, and then you know, everybody starts doing that. Um, but I really like this concept. Well, it's better. It, it seems kind of interesting for an Esper card for a blue white black one to be gaining life but i mean gaining life is is a primary primary ability of both white and black so yeah i mean yeah. he's got the card draw for blue the siphoning for black and the life gain for white it's it's not esper in the the esper yeah not in the esper sense of the word yeah but it's definitely blue white black right oh yeah i know that that was just an interesting observation yeah which yeah, that was the first thing i said i was like why is this esper oh wait no okay he doesn't even have any artifact limbs. This is dumb. Without without going into uh, without actually going into the card image gallery the other day, I was trying to remember what shard each one of these was, and I was positive that this one was anything but Esper. And then I got, I'm like, oh yeah. So, okay, uh, Bruce, any comments about him? Yeah, just I'm almost the. Uh, I can see myself starting to build a deck around him and then stopping and saying, no, that card is going to uh, be completely degenerate. Yeah. Set that aside. Do the next one. He does so much stuff. It's just, you know, between whenever, you know, gain a life, pay one, everybody loses a life. I, I just, there's so many ways that you can completely abuse this, and I can see it happening just by accident. Uh-huh. Like, not even intending, you just kind of build the deck, and then you're playing it, and you're like, oh, wow, yeah. Which could be a cool thing, or it could be just in a kind of feel bad, like "sorry, I got you all killed" sort of thing. Hmm. All right, do we want to go up to the top then? Work our way down. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? All right, Curse right. of Inertia. Oh my God, all these white cards. <laughs> yes, all the white cards that aren't there. Now Curse of Inertia, two and a blue. It's an enchantment. It's an aura. Curse. This makes oh, me that's so cool. happy. Yay, because curses were first introduced in Innistrad, and I really was hoping they'd do a little more with them, so I like the sprinkling of them here and there, and I think that's awesome. And if you, whether you like them flavor-wise, or whether you're still working on, if you have like a Curse of Thirst deck, this is another card to add to that, so I think that's great. So it's a curse, which means you enchant a player with it. It's a, listed as an uncommon here, which I think means that there's more than one copy in these decks. Yeah, um, uncommon means it's in three of the five. Common three. means it's in all five. Rare means it's rare. Mythic means it's in just one. Gotcha. Um, how this works is whenever a player attacks enchanted player with one or more creatures, that attacking player may tap or untap target permanent of his or her choice. There's a lot of words there, but basically, 
I curse Mike, and then I attack him with at least one creature. Keep in mind, it doesn't matter whether it's one creature or five. At least one, I get to tap or untap a permanent. Now, it's Dark's turn. He decides to attack Mike, too, to get in on the fun. It doesn't matter if I'm attacking him or not, just as long as someone else is attacking Mike. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. I'm not sorry. I want to untap my dude over here. Damn it. This, seem, this seems pretty uh, pretty decent for three mana, and the fact that you can tap or untap any permanent, whether it's a permanent that the the, the cursed player has or your own or, or you know somebody else's. I think that's cool. <laughs> So I'm going to attack Mike so I can tap Chandra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it's good in the wording that they had, it definitely says player with one or more creatures, because that way you can't attack with five creatures, say, and then you tap five things. You only right. get to tap one thing. Exactly. Or you don't, like, automatically give all your attackers vigilance whenever you attack that person. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're just attacking with one guy. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, I can think of worse things to do with it. No. All right, next. Anything else? No? Okay. Good. No. 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 Ooh, ooh, I want to read this one because I've never seen it before. All right. It's the Diviner Spirit. For four and a blue, it's a two-four spirit. Uncommon in three of the decks. Whenever Diviner Spirit deals combat damage to a player, you... And that player each draw that many cards. That's cool. First time I read it, I just assumed it had flying for five mana. And then I realized it doesn't have flying. I'm like, oh. And then I realized they might they just might let you hit them. let it through. <laughs> sure, I'll take two. Dude, that's cool. draw two cards. So it's almost, I won't say it's better that it doesn't have evasion, but it's more interesting that it doesn't have evasion. It's got its own built-in evasion. It's called... Come at me, bro. <laughs> well, in that, it almost has sort of some the candy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell yeah, creepy! It's just so and, many, yeah. other, so many black spells already have. You know, you pay pay an amount of mana and then an amount of life to gain to draw that many cards. I mean, I, I don't, I I can barely foresee a time when I'm not going to take the two damage. Yeah, unless of course yeah. I'm at five, but yeah. Right, exactly. No, th- yeah, that's right. Th- this does that's feel kind of just take the two damage. Th- this does feel <laughs> a bit like would. a trade. This does feel a bit like a trade secrets where you're like, hey, let's both draw some cards, and I'm, you know, you're gonna take a little bit of pain for this. This may be an interesting situation where you're like, you have it out, and you're like, all right, who do I attack? And everybody raises their hand. <laughs> who wants it? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Only if you attack me with that one. Dude, shut up. You attacked Dirk last turn. Come on, man. And see, isn't it really interesting that we're even having this discussion at all? So. Attack me and I'll play a giant growth. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you you're attack- only five, remember? Oh, damn it. <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time Mike killed himself by drawing cards. <laughs> All right, well, hmm, here's an interesting card. Oh, my God, this thing is crazy. Makes my parts itch. Okay. I'll take it. I just read one. I don't like it that right. much. So now we have now we have the last of the forces to finish out the cycle. Wait, what? The, what? Isn't it? What? Oh, wait, we don't have the blue force yet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Well, we have the black force. Shut up. Um, and the black force is the baleful force. For three black and five, he's a 7-7 seven, seven elemental. Rare, so he's only in one deck. At the beginning of each upkeep, you draw a card and you lose one life. 
and this the, the, the flavor text tells you most everything you need to know about it. Um, it's a quote attributed to Liliana Vess. As with any malevolent being, the trick is knowing how long you can afford to keep it in your service. So awesome. <laughs> this is what we call Phyrexian Arena. And Phyrexian Arena does cost three, but this has a 7-7. Seven, seven. So, th- so, yeah, this thing this can This is kill- like three arenas. This can kill everyone and you. <laughs> and you know what I really find interesting in these days of Theros, and I realize this is for Commander, it's not for Standard, but Theros has done such a, such a 180 on mana costs, where now you look at triple black and you're like, oh, that's so great, because, <laughs> because it really enables your devotion to black. Uh, Erebos loves it. The Grey Merchant most certainly loves it. You can do all sorts of interesting things with triple black. So that can actually be a positive instead of a negative. Yeah, I've, I've already put a Grey Merchant of Asphodel in my Volrath deck, and just like messing around with it is completely ridiculous. I bet. I bet. Huh. This is the point where if we didn't have an extra special guest host, I would say something like, that's racist. But since Bruce is here, I won't say that. You already said it. <laughs> Shut up. I, it's I, not I, like he hasn't heard it a million times. I know, right? <laughs> I guess the question, the question I have for this card is, how much life are you going to end up losing? All I of mean, it, and you'll love uh, it. You know, I guess, I mean, obviously you're not going to play it until unless you have a way to get rid of it. Just, But yeah. uh, it's just, you know, how, how long am I going to go and how much guess, am I going to get away with? Well, I guess you're probably not – best case scenario, if you've got something ridiculous in your hand where you're able, where you're able to both discard it and then um, – or, or draw it out of your deck and then reanimate it, you're still not getting it until turn three or four without some sh- serious, serious shenanigans. And you, you have to be a little lucky to get to that point. And then even with – I mean a lot of Commander games do go kind of long, but you're going to – this is not going to be what ends up killing you unless you're taking a lot of damage from something else. So I yeah, think it is. If, if you really need it to die, you can just start attacking someone who you think has some removal. It, th- right. This this is going to make up for itself so much. You're not even going to worry about it. So what I love is that just a single copy of Siphon Soul gets you two more rounds of card draw. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, that goes in the Siphon Soul is one of the best multiplayer cards ever, ever files. <laughs> Things that so, make Siphon Soul better. So, mm. Chewy, what you're saying then is that this should, this guy should be sitting with uh, a few extort creatures? Oh, most definitely. Yes. Yep, that'll work really well too. Oh, I love this guy. I'm happy now. I guess we can All just right. end this episode. I don't even care anymore. This is great. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, so Mike and I were discussing in the car on the way back from the Proto Men, which was awesome, by the way. Um, what do you think the blue one's gonna do? My initial thought was it's gonna bounce a dude, and Mike went too strong. That's that's too strong. Yeah. I went oh maybe it'll bounce a little dude. <laughs> Tide Spout Tyrant bounces a guy every time you cast a spell. Not a guy, a permanent. So I don't know that that's gonna be too strong. Well, but you have to cast a spell. You don't just get one. At, during every person's turn. No, but, but if you're playing a Tide Spout Tyrant, you're not playing one spell a turn. You're just bouncing all their stuff forever. So that what can I'm be saying a lot is of Tide Spout Tyrants, even though you're getting something, even though you might be getting something every turn, it requires a mana investment. Yeah, you have to do something to get it. It's not just here. 
So my my second thought was bounce a little dude, you know, something either converted mana cost or toughness or something. I might go too many words. I was like, okay then, it's gonna tap or untap a permanent, and that was actually the best we could come up with. I think that's pretty good actually. Yeah, it might not be quite good enough, but that's I think the, I don't have any better guesses. The one that I'd like to see would be Scry One, but I think that's too set specific right now. Mm. See, I was my... thinking Scry One wouldn't be good enough. I was thinking something like uh, something stupid like Scry Three during your upkeep or every upkeep. That'd be ridiculous. Chuck. I mean, okay, two. Damn it, Scry really <laughs> should be evergreen, if not evergreen, almost evergreen, because it's so versatile. It fits into so many different themes. Well, it's, and it's, it's been a core set. I mean, and Scry reminds me a lot of cycling, where it's an, it's, it's very grokable. You look at it and you get exactly what it does. Uh, even if you're like Mike in the first for the first however many months that he played with Scry, he didn't realize he could put it on bottom. Or was that just the pre-release? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Okay. Uh, I, don't know, not, I don't know if that was me. Yeah, I don't think that was Mike. Maybe that was somebody else. That was either Gabe or Thomas. Okay. Uh, but you get them so easily that I could maybe see some Scry, but that might feel uh, on, right on the heels of Theros. That I don't know. They might... Hmm. Okay. Curse of Shallow Graves. Dark. You like zombies? Sure, I like zombies. Everybody likes Curse of Shallow Graves. Two and a black. It's a uncommon aura curse. Enchant player. Whenever a player attacks enchanted player with one or more creatures, the attacking player may put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield tapped. That seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned you specifically because A, it was your turn, and B, you like playing with um, noxious zombies, ghouls. noxious ghouls. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think this card is fairly yeah. straightforward. You attack, you get some you zombies. What, what's what, what's the two two that comes in tap for one black mana? Um, diagraph ghoul. Yeah. You, you you get a diagraph ghoul. So, this is this really a card that you want to cast? Like for, for well, I mean, for two and a black, um, I mean, you're going to encourage people to attack another player. Yeah. But you're giving out two two tokens to whoever decides to do it. I don't know I, if that's enough of a benefit for me to want to spend the the three. I mean, I guess you know, towards the end game when when it doesn't matter, I guess that's fine. But towards the end is, game, I don't think a two two token is going to make anybody want to attack them. Maybe if you're um, if you're trying to put a target like if you know that you're playing with someone and you you know the people you're playing with and you think there is someone you just cannot beat on your own but you think that maybe you need to give people an extra incentive um, to do that especially if everybody else has bigger things or unblockable things this might just sway them that way it may not be big enough on its own I don't know well I, th- I, I think it's know. pretty good to get the early game rolling. These curses that encourage people to attack a specific person, because then, because then, then, with you know, I, I know there are groups out there where people are just reluctant to do anything until something happens, which means that it can be a while before something actually happens. So, so cursing someone will encourage people to get in there and start throwing elbows and, get, and actually get the game moving. I like that. Cursing someone will encourage people to get in there and start throwing elbows. What did you just say about my mama? So you don't wait till the last song to jump in the mosh pit. Oh. Oh. I know that is good. That is a good point. And you know, there, like Mike said, there are definitely some people out there that will not make any move whatsoever 
until they get their combo or anything up. And this th- these do definitely push toward a little more early game aggression. So, yeah. and and Bruce, while I was saying that, I had in mind um, the article you wrote about not making decisions randomly. I really really appreciated that article. Uh, the, I've got to rehash that one for uh, for daily MTG because um, that's there are so many people who just who consi- consistently do this or um, or the, you know their their the threat assessment is is so cursory that it might as well be a, a random die roll to decide what they're going to do. Uh-huh. Um, it just it, it just drives me crazy, but yeah, that's something I'll be that's something I will be coming back to at some point soon. Okay, awesome. I, I just wanted to let you know I did appreciate that a lot. I, I read that too, and I don't really I don't really have such strong feelings about it, uh, but I definitely see where you were coming from. So. I think it's because none of us do it anymore. <laughs> there was a that's point where why. I think all of us have done it at at least one occasion, but yeah, uh, at least once or twice. But I think not, all of us actually have played against someone who does like. You know, look at what Dirk has on the board. Look at what Dirk has on the board. Dirk's going to win in, like, three minutes as soon as somebody says go. Oh, I'm going to attack you, Chewie. Son of a piece of shit. Anyway. I will say, I have thrown the quote-unquote random die once or twice to psych people out, knowing, knowing that no matter what it was going to roll, I was just going to say... Not not telling people what the values meant, and and <laughs> knowing that I was going to attack this particular person no matter what it said, just because I didn't want to give a motive for it. But that's that's a little different than what you were talking about. I uh, know I, I have done that. There there have bit. actually been. I remember um, every once in a while, Thomas used to flip a coin to help him make a decision because he would see the result of the flip, and then he would and then. He would use that to gauge, you know, whether or not he felt good or bad about what the flip told him to do, <laughs> and then he'd use that emotional reaction to do what he actually wanted to do. Right then. Well, we got we got a ways to go, so let's keep going. Um, yeah, there are more cards. Yeah, Bruce, why don't you tell us about Tempt with Immortality? Excellent. Uh, Tempt with Immortality. It's for four and a black. It's a sorcery. Uh, it has tempting offer. Return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Each opponent may return a creature card from his or her graveyard to the battlefield. For each player who does, return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Now, speaking of things that are like trade secrets. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to get a guy. You guys can get guys, too. But if you do, I'm going to get more guys, too. I'm going to get more guys. One for, yeah. Um... I was never a huge fan of Join Forces, and I think part of that depends on the individual Join Forces card. But this, to me, I'm much more like, oh, man, because no matter what everybody else does, I'm already getting what I want. And then yeah, it's if, a, um, not Zombify, it's a Rise from the Grave with crazy upside. With crazy upside. Or downside, depending on, you know, I'm <laughs> like the guy who doesn't have any creatures in the graveyard really hates you. <laughs> Maybe, but, oh. And the the potential to just get like you you think about getting one and then maybe one more back, but if you get back like three or four, oh man, that's just awesome. And then you have people debating: should I even get my thing back? Because am I going to be helping out this guy too much? But then again, the more they get, the more you want to be able to at least have something to get in the way. So it's it's great. Yeah, I know you like your mog fanatic, but really. Is it worth it to give him another dragon? Seriously. 
Well, Put you an explorer, we'll get more lands, or we'll be dead before we get more lands. Maybe, but since you didn't bother to ask that question before you took your dinky little guy back, well, it's not my <laughs> fault you did that, so I'm going to hop on this train here and ride it until the last stop, which is probably next turn. Till the wheels fall off. So yeah, so, that's a really cool one. I can't wait to see the rest of the... Uh, the, jo- the, the, the tempting, the offer, tempting offer. Yeah. Because yeah, this is going to be pretty sweet. That's going to be really sweet. Uh, next, we've got Curse of Chaos for two and a red. It's another curse. Do I get all the curses? I get all the curses. <laughs> there um, is no swearing on. Oh, wait. No, wrong show. No, Dirk, Dirk got the other one. And uh, for two and a red, are, are, do all of them cost three? So far, all, so far, so all far. of them cost three. All of them are uncommon. It's a. Uh, Aura Curse, Enchant Player. Whenever a player attacks Enchanted Player with one or more creatures, the attacking player may discard a card. If that player does, he or she draws a card. So, Red's version of looting. Um, this, to me, seems like... Don't get me wrong, I'm never going to say card draw is bad, but it's not... Of these three, it's not necessarily the strongest effect. It's kind of like what Bruce said about the Curse of Shallow Graves. It's kind of like, is this enough to push them to attacking them if they're not already in a great position to do so? And I don't know. I don't know. I would be perfectly happy to punch Brian to get rid of this card in my hand to maybe get another one, you know. Yeah. And, may, and, that, and, and maybe. Um, I think, obviously, it depends on the situation you're in. So. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm I'm gonna predict that because the three curses are in uh, Jaleva's colors, that this will be specifically for Jaleva. The three curses are specific for her deck. They they may go into her deck, but as Mike pointed out, they are going to show up in multiple decks because they are uncommon. That's what the uncommon symbol yeah. means for this. Oh, uh, so the uncommon product. means it's not that there's only going to be three; it's that they will show up in multiple decks. Yeah, okay. but because all of them are in her colors, that means. Each one of them is is pretty well certain to show up in her deck together. Right. Okay. But yeah, they won't be limited to her deck. <clears throat> Although we may yet see more curses. This may could this this could very well be a cycle through all five colors. That's true. Um, yeah, kind of like the boons. We yeah. did. We have seen a white curse. That was the curse of exhaustion. And what's the other color we haven't seen yet? Green. Green. Yeah. Has there been a curse yet? There has not been a green curse in Innistrad. No, because a uh, curse of um. Uh, the 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 tastiness curse, the one that um, gives right. a plus one plus one counter whenever to a creature whenever it hits the enchanted player. That was originally in green, and Mark Rosewater sa- stated that they took it out of green and gave it to red because they didn't want there to be any curses in green. So we'll have to see. Cool. All right, Chewy, you don't like progress. I do I not. As a man of science, I despite wait. Oh well. Bane of Progress costs four green green. It is a 2-2 elemental. And it's rare, so it's just in one deck. When Bane of Progress enters the battlefield, <laughs> destroy all artifacts and enchantments. Put a plus one plus one counter on Bane of Progress for each permanent destroyed this way. That is freaking sick. Yes. I liked this card a lot more when I realized that it was actually Godzilla. Because uh. it goes in and it breaks all the buildings. For six, as a base 2-2, two, two, that may not seem that great, but... Dude, it's a 2-2 two, two with a... Um, um, what does this? What, what kills in artifacts and enchantments? Um, um, uh, green stuff. Uh, yeah, like... Well, 
you could run a There's, city climb. It's, it's a white <laughs> card from Urza's Legacy. It costs two white and three. Oh, what's it called? I don't know. That's why I asked. I Basically, I yeah. Well, we all we all get what this card does. Yeah. But it gets bigger the more stuff it blows up. And what I kind of like is that it's it's called. It does it. What I really like about it is it does set back a lot of the the decks that rely heavily on artifacts for mana production, like mana vaults and um, soul ring. Oh, I love blowing up some soul rings. So yeah, dude, you blow up. Like, let's say you play this on turn six. Let's just let's just go all the way and say you didn't accelerate into it at all. It was purify, Mike. Yeah, I did. I did find it. Okay. I'm getting um, the feeling that y'all can't hear everything I say tonight. Yeah, I didn't actually hear you say the the name of the card. My bad. It's all right. But uh, yeah. Let's say you play it on turn six. I'm gonna say then there's a four player game. I'm gonna say you should have a really easy uh, chance of having a six six. What with mana rocks and uh, things like that. If if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think about most of my games, I can picture most of the players in our group will have between two and three artifacts and enchantments by the time this one comes out. So this thing could easily become an eight or eight eight or a ten ten. But um, uh, yeah, I just I like the clean slate. I like that it doesn't target anything. So uh, mm-hmm. you, you get the 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 odd uh, person who's running that enchantment deck with she's uh, uh, oh, two. Well, yeah, with two Sterling Grove, so you can't yeah. target any of their stuff. And this one just sort of wipes it clean and gives you a huge beater on top of that. Yeah. Sorry, privileged position, boy. Not so privileged now. And the fact that you can't, if you don't care about having necessarily a big, beefy guy, you can always blink this guy if you're in the right colors or have a Conjurer's Closet or something like that to keep um, to keep those those kinds of decks down or at least playing fairly. So... All right, and now we get to the best card in the whole set. <laughs> what, Soul Ring? I hate you so much. <laughs> no, actually, Here, it's me, Black Lotus. Let me do this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. I know you've never seen it before. This is all brand new to me. The art is so amazing. Um, doubling Seas, uh, no, sorry, Primal Vigor uh, for four and a green. It's an enchantment. If one or more tokens would be put on, onto the battlefield, twice that many of those tokens are put onto the battlefield instead. If one or more plus one plus one counters would be placed on a creature, twice that many plus one plus one counters are placed on that creature instead. So there's a lot of things this card doesn't say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You control. That's the most important. That's the most important one. And I'm a big group hug kind of guy. So for me, I look at this and I'm like, yay, because I like Howling Mine. I like all that sort of stuff. So, And it also doesn't say just counters. If one or more counters will be placed on a permanent, for example. So no Planeswalker shenanigans. They learn their lesson, I think. And anybody that's really waiting for them to repeat that sort of effect with doubling season or gilded barn or anything, you're going to be waiting quite a while because doubling planeswalker starting loyalties is not, it's, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's just not something that should happen. It's just not the way the cards are supposed to work. And it really, wait a minute. Did you say gilded barn? Whatever it's called, I don't know. Gilded something. Gilded He's wearing bear. a frog suit. Oh, the bear. Gilder Bear. Okay, I'm sitting here racking my brain thinking of lands and stuff going, what in the hell is a Gilded Barn? 
about like City of Brass? What are you talking about? Okay, Gilderband, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, I was, you know me, I was I don't legitimately I, I, confused. Okay, I thought you were just making fun for. I don't. Well, I, don't now I, am. I don't pronounce anything correctly. But so, and, and, so anybody that complains about this not being as good as doubling season first in terms of the permanence, it. it Planeswalker shenanigans are, are are stupid that way. Anything like Magister's uh, Scepter, where you can ah. potentially take unlimited turns, that's just dumb. So you know, I I really take I like this card. I like what this card does. And the plus one plus one counters all on its own is just, has the potential to be really great. You think about stuff like Triskillian, which is like the go to guy for doing stuff with plus one plus one counters, like you know, killing people. Um, and this is this is really good. So, and I I almost I, I like the fact that it doesn't just be your stuff. So, yeah, it, it's more interesting to me. There's there's more tension. Yeah, the downside that most people are talking about, and I completely get where everybody's coming from. Uh, you just uh, there are so many cards out there right now, so many, and almost everybody's playing them that have that involve token creatures or plus one plus one counters. Uh, so I. There are plenty of times when you're going to be sitting there with the Primal Vigor in your hand, and you're going to look around the board, and you're going to say, I can't play this, just because mm-hmm. there, uh, your opponents are going to get way too much benefit from it. And I get that. That is a downside to the card. Um, but that's the whole idea of the card, is that everybody's supposed to get it. I mean, right. you don't get you don't get to pick with Howling Mind who's drawing your card. You don't get to pick with, with you know, these open, open older-style cards where everybody gets the benefit. You uh, you know you draw the card, decide whether or not you're going to play it, and go from there. I have been, and I've mentioned this on the show several times, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I'm just going to bring it back to life and then beat it one more time. That I am a big proponent of the older tribal style of cards, the Goblin Lord versus no, the Goblin King versus some of the other goblins, where it is all of them. And I realize in a multiplayer game, it is more to keep track of. And I can't tell you how many times where we've had a game where we're like, oh crap. He's got somebody else had this out. We didn't realize that we have to check. Gather <laughs> is is this thing actually a minion or is it just a tomato? You know what what's going on? Uh, but in, as a whole, I like <laughs> I like that a little more because then you have a little more interactivity between these decks instead of just I'm doing my thing and you guys are all doing your little insulated things, and then we just have to see how you know there, there's not as much interactivity. So, I'm with you there. They've never printed anything that's both a minion and a tomato. I'm just going to call uh, that you were just there, using... There was, some, there was some power level errata. I think Gottlieb um, was responsible for that, because he's responsible for most things. Yeah, that's true. Alright, okay. so... Um, what? More cards! Yes, more cards. Uh, Mike, you're up. Yeah, the next one appears to be Gahiji honored one and for two and anaya red green white he's a four four legendary beast and he says whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents or a planeswalker an opponent controls that creature gets plus two plus zero until end of turn that is freaking crazy so that's that's a nice aggressive guy to have that and an incentive not to attack you yeah that's a get everyone but me card right there that, that's kind of like the ultimate curse of like the curse everybody but me. Yeah. Um, I like it. I, the, when I first saw it, I was like, well, you know, I mean, I'm a really Johnny type of player, so I'm like, is, does this really do enough? And then I'm like, but you know, 
it gives everybody the incentive to attack everybody else. I think that's pretty cool. Also, it is a legendary beast. There is only one other legendary beast in the history of magic. Wait, really? Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Marith? No. <laughs> the one I don't know. He's got you there. Oh, the one right below it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay. All right. Hmm. Okay. So is it, far. Is it the Godsire? Was he legendary? Uh, um, no. No, he wasn't, was he? No, n- n- none of those... Um, it's a black creature, isn't it? Do you want me to just tell you? Yeah, I thought you were looking at It's Earl the Miststalker. Oh, that um, freaking guy. He's a beast? Why is he a beast? Legendary creature beast. That's dumb. That's weird. <laughs> but Everybody's so this, fired. So until now, there have there's only been that one, and now I guess we're opening the floodgates with two more. They're all freaking uh, Naya-colored. What the hell, dude? But, um, so I, I, you know, sometimes they stray away from beasts because they've mentioned that sometimes the term is just too loose and open-ended, but I kind of like this. I think it looks like a guy wearing a lizard suit. A little bit. He's a really big guy, though, if you look at the people. You know how sometimes they have scale birds? These are scale people. Because it has tusks like a boar, teeth like a dragon. It's got claws. It looks almost like it's got like a, uh, like where you would have like four, uh, third and fourth arm poking out like a Goron or what or Gora, like from Mortal Kombat. This is in, uh, the Gors. <laughs> got little I vestigial didn't... flippers or something, yeah. Yeah, almost like. He does. You know, I mentioned that the other guy is Godzilla, but this guy looks kind of like Godzilla. But he, if you look at what he's doing, and there's people like cheering around him, and he's actually honored. He's kind of revered. He's like, um, he's like Senator Godzilla. People are around, he's at a rally and he's like, that guy, that guy over there that you want to attack, you know, he wants to spend your tax money on bad things and he does, he, he does not want your children to get an education. Vote for me, go attack that guy. Vote for Senator Godzilla. Wow, so Mike Hagar went from wrestler to mayor and yet then he still kicked a lot of ass in Final Fight. And so now Godzilla's gonna do the same thing. Thank you, Mike Hagar, for setting this example for us. And the, the younger listeners are going, what in the hell are you talking about? Play just a game, a, kids. What's wrong with you people? Just just grab a lead pipe. It'll all, be, it'll all work all out. All better. Eat trash can pork chops. Let's read the next card, for God's sake. Yes, please. <laughs> what is the next card? It's the, the Grixis guy, right? The next card. Yeah, he's the Grixis guy. Ooh, I'm going to read this. Can I read this? Is it my turn? I don't even care. No, but go ahead. I don't know how to read this. Nekusar? Nekusar. 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 The Mind Razor. (laughs) That's a great name. For two, a blue, a black, and a red, he's a 2-4 legendary zombie wizard. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. Okay? Whenever an opponent draws a card, Nekusar, the Mind Razor, deals one damage to that player. (laughs) I don't... I think I need to tell you how much I love this card. <laughs> That's so I awesome. really like this card myself. Yeah. I think this is a great card. I Mike, think what's you. the... Even Chelsea, Chelsea likes, it. likes it, too. Mike, what's the best black enchantment ever? Necropotence. Underworld Dreams. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's the best black oh, enchantment dear. ever as far as dirt? Uh, Mike, uh, what's his name? Bruce is concerned. <laughs> Who are you people? The lawyer over there. You you guys. You're gonna have to be way more specific. 
I know Dirk especially loved playing against my uh, Underworld Dreams Teferi's Puzzle Box deck back in the day. Hated it. I know. So, so that's this guy right let's, here. Let's let's actually leave him alone. We might have plans for him in a minute since we all love him so much. Okay. Hint, hint. All right. So last lastly on this page, we've got the Surveyor's Scope for two mana. It's an artifact. It's rare, so it's only going to be in one of these decks. Hmm. Tap it with no with no other mana investment. Tap it. Exile. Ex, exile it? Yeah. Wow, that's okay. I guess they want to yeah. prevent shenanigans. Um, exile it. Search your library for up to X basic land cards, where X is the number of players who control at least two more lands than you. Put those cards onto the battlefield. Doesn't say tapped. Then shuffle your library. Wow. So I think the best use of this that I can think of is, A, when you're just playing against people that really accelerate. Like Mike plays a um, an explosive vegetation. All I have to do is say, okay... Play this, sack it, boom. Hey, look, mine are untapped. Or B, if you have a way of sacrificing your own lands for some sort of effect, be it like Dark Heart of the Woods or something like that. Or turning them into uh, golems. Golems. Turning them into golems with the hammer. Bring the hammer down. C. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then, this is uh, really weird. It's very. It does one very specific thing, so don't let so, it trip you up too much. Okay, so that means they put it in in here for a reason. Surely one of the decks will be able to use it. So which one do you think that is? I'm surprised that it is a rare. I'm not gonna because say I don't Naya. think it's that. Hmm, but Naya, no, but Naya is the color that's gonna way behind. Yeah, yeah. Not Naya is gonna accelerate. Right. So you think maybe would, one of these decks is going to be using its lands for something, maybe? I'm going to guess the Esper deck, because it's an artifact, and because there's one other... <laughs> no, 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 no. And because there's one other preview card from today that we haven't gotten to yet, without going to the forums. But it's still on that only uh, kind of the Mothership. Okay with this card. What, what? That only kind of works okay with this card. But artifacts. So I know it only works kind of okay, but if there's an artifact sub-theme in Esper, which, FYI, Esper and artifacts, historically have had a relationship. It's been on and off. I don't know if they're seeing each other right now, but um, it has happened in the past. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just letting you know, in a general sense, I don't have anything positive to say about this card. Which one? The, the surveyor uh, scope or the the other one? The, the scope. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't really like it unless like you're. Uh, I don't know. It seems a little too narrow it for just, me. This card feels like the. Uh, yeah, it just feels like that the the catch up card. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, what in in the like in Mario Kart when you're in dead last place, how you're getting every awesome bonus. That's all this card does. Hell and yeah, blue shell. It's a blue shell. Yeah. So when you're, you know, when you're not dead last, I don't see this this card doing a whole lot. I mean, it's going to get, uh, you know, if somebody else ramps, you'll get one card or one land. I I, I can't decide if I want to spend two minutes on a card to get one land, or you know, how far behind do I have to be? And I, I don't know. I can't decide if this is worthwhile or not. I don't. It, it's pretty straightforward. I I wouldn't read too much into it. I don't know if it's worth it or not. For two mana, it doesn't seem too bad. Oh, well. Well, let's move oh, well. on then. <clears throat> yes. So, so, in our forums, there's a card here 
that was previewed on an Italian site that hasn't made its way to the card image gallery in, uh, yet. Uh, their their lag on, on some things has been um, weird for the last few sets. Is this a reputable site? Oh, it's metagame.it. Yeah. Well, no, like, in the for, for Theros, weren't there a couple definitely officially spoiled cards that didn't show up for, like, a week in the card image gallery? Yeah, that, w- one or two cards that were previewed on Star City, for example, did not show up immediately. So. Yeah. Okay, well, then, do we want to talk about this one? Sure, why not? It's actually called Eye of Fate. Not Eye of Doom? Yeah, not Eye of Doom! Or Doctor Doom. Oh, he sucks. So. Okay, so somebody read that while I do something. All right, so uh, the Eye of Doom fate. costs four. Fate. What? <laughs> oh, the Eye of Fate costs yeah. four. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rare artifact. And when it enters the battlefield, um, each player chooses an online permanent and puts a doom, I'm sorry, a fate counter on it. <laughs> you uh, pay two and tap it, sacrifice it, and destroy each permanent with a fate counter. That is so backwards from everything we've been used to in the past. Yes. And so because cool. Fate, fate counters in the past have usually only been used to save things, although this, I will tell you my triad of the fate deck is starting to build itself. And how is it building itself? Because they release cards that specifically make it better. So keep going with that. So far, this will, without anything else in the set mentioning fate counters, this would be the third card in Magic to mention or use fate counters, being um, the Trial of the Fates and Theros and um, Oblivion Stone. Oblivion Stone from Mirrodin. So yay! And and it's interesting that each player chooses a non-land permanent, but it doesn't say non-land permanent they control. Right. So you every, you can play this, and four people can all say, "Screw Mike." I'm this counter here, this counter here, this counter here, and Mike gets to go aw and put one counter on something else. Or yeah. you can kind of spread the love around. So what are you most scared of? And then if you really don't want to pop it, you can just if this is yours, you can just say, Okay, fooled you. Yeah, if everyone points at your stuff, you'll be like, Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I guess that's a way to blanket, but mo- well, they just they just wasted their chance to get something else destroyed. Yeah, yeah. If they did so. that to you, yeah, that's an interesting tension. It's also a nice way to to uh, get rid of some of the uh, yeah to get rid of hexproof. Mm-hmm. Oh. Get rid of the hexproof creature without having to wipe the entire board. Does it? Oh, does it really not say target? Although who no, knows? It maybe says it does. chooses. Wow. Yeah. Well, I would I would have to. I don't yeah, know. I wait to see the English, uh, the English <laughs> yeah. card. But oh, well, that's, I, yeah, that's I, what I, I'm don't know, at. I don't know what Italian templating looks like. So yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking at an English uh, picture of it from a, a spoiler site, and that's what it. It doesn't say target. Okay. So it just says chooses. That's cool. Screw you, Earl the freaking Mistalker, legendary beast punk. Sorry, I hate that guy. <laughs> I'm um to keep things rolling. I'm gonna go ahead and read the next card. Because it's got more words on it than maybe any card I've ever read before, ever. Ah, you've never read Ice Cauldron. <laughs> you've I never did read once Tackle read Chains of Mephistopheles, but Tackle Mac and most most of those words don't actually need to be there. This is kind of interesting. It's called Illusionist's Illusionist's Gambit. It was previewed on a little uh, website you may or may not have heard of called Channel Fireball. 
Hmm. I never heard of it. Uh, cost two and two blue. So it must be as good as Jace the Mind Sculptor. Totally. Uh, it is a rare, so it's in one deck and is an instant. <clears throat> Cast Illusionist's Gambit only during a declare blocker step on an opponent's turn. Now, this do- what this does mean is the very first thing you do in a declare blocker step is actually declare blockers. So at this point, blockers have already been declared. Correct, Mike? Yes. Okay. Um, remove all attacking creatures from combat and untap them. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Each of those creatures attacks that combat if able. They can't attack you or a planeswalker. You control that combat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be honest with everybody. I'm going to be honest with everybody here. The first time, the first time I read this card, which would actually be the first like two or three times I read this card, all that text had confused me to the point that I didn't actually see the major thing this card is supposed to do. <laughs> and what is the major thing this card is supposed to do? Oh, you're attacking me. I think you should attack someone else instead. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Because this says only during the declare block or sec. On an opponent's turn, the way you read that, it almost sounds like it's an opponent's declaring blockers. Yeah. And that's not the case. It is, if someone else is attacking, it is that person's declare blocker step. They are not declaring the blockers, but it's their declare blocker step. So yeah, you're all coming at me, you're all gonna change your mind, start over, and I like how they all still have to attack. It's not like, oh well, I'm not gonna attack, if I can't attack you, I'm not attacking anybody. They still have to attack somebody. Yeah. It just can't attack you or a planeswalker you control. That's pretty cool. But there are a lot of work, but there's also a lot of opportunity for politics too. And you're still protecting yourself. Oh, you want to attack Mike? Well, I'm going to make you rethink that. Or you might get additional stuff out of like anything that triggers upon attacking versus, um, like dealing combat damage to a player. Not your stuff because you're not attacking. <sighs> this is, um, this is crazy. Not like crazy good or bad. It's just plain nuthouse crazy. <laughs> like physically difficult to comprehend. Yeah. Physically difficult to comprehend. The art is kind of <laughs> cool too. You're like, hey, they're all like, charge, get that guy, and then it's like, the the background is like crumbling, and it's a completely different castle behind them. And I guess they're all like looking at each other and going like, all right, let's attack that place over there. So I mean, the obvious play then is that it. Essentially, it's, you know, when it boils down to it, it's blue fog for you, but you're still going to force them to do something uh, right. or still keep their creatures tapped and go after somebody else. I mean, I'd be more interested to see and you know, try and set up a situation where um, because they have to attack with their creatures, hopefully they were attacking you because you were open uh-huh. and your opponents yeah. aren't. It's, I mean, just sort of create a mass wipeout on their part, forcing yeah. them to attack into somebody who they don't want to touch. Yeah, there are, there are so many situations where the main reason, you know, there might be dozens of other reasons, but the main reason that someone is getting attacked is because that's the safe attack that can be made. Right. And now all of a sudden, like, say you're attacking me and I play this, and Mike now has to choose between Dirk, who maybe he didn't want to attack for some reason, like maybe he was going to knock him out and he didn't want to knock him out yet, or Chewy, who he really can't afford to attack because the, the backlash is going to be so severe. Maybe he's got a Boros Reckoner and a Spite Mare or something like that. Something, something you really don't want to do it. But now you've, you've got... Like a 6-6 six, six dragon and a guy with Death Touch. and Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. 
I got a wall of blossoms. All right. Uh, so the next card is one that was actually previewed today, and it's another commander-type card, by which I mean it actually can be a commander. So, Bruce, do you want to tell us about Sidri? Sure. It's uh, Sidri, Galvanic Genius for a white, a blue, and a, gray, and a black. Uh, legendary creature, human artificer. Uh, for a blue, target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness equal to its converted mana cost until the end of the turn. Uh, and the second ability is uh, for a white and black, target artifact creature gains death touch and lifelink until the end of the turn. And it's a 2-2. Huh. Uh, so the first ability is, what, a Karn's Touch? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a repeatable Karn's Touch, which only costs a blue in this instance instead of two blue. And then the second ability is, hey, you're wearing a basilisk collar, as long as you're an artifact. I like it. I think um, it lends itself to some very interesting applications. And it's another type of general where she's a 2-2. She's probably not going to be doing a whole lot of general damage herself, but she's taking this other stuff you're lying, that's lying around and going, hey, you're a creature now. Go get them. And it can also be used on defense as well, where you're attacking into what looks like an empty board, but it's not really empty at all. So actually, this would be great for Mike, since he doesn't like Surveyor Scope. You could turn (laughs) it into a creature, block, and then sacrifice it and go look for some lands, potentially. This this doesn't say target non-creature artifact you control. Correct. Whoa! Hey, I I missed that, too. Oh, in response to your wrath of God, I'm going to <laughs> nice. I'm going to animate your uh, stupid soul mana vault, you know, whatever. <laughs> wow, yeah, this that's is pretty great. cool. Well, because right, so you're going to turn like. somebody's artifact into a creature mm-hmm. and then set it up. You can set it up with death touch so that they can kill off something else. That's true. If Mike is kill is a is attacking Dirk and Mike has something I really don't like and Dirk just happens to have an untapped soul ring, I'm like, here look, your soul ring is a creature and it's got death touch. And guess what? Since you're gonna kill it for me, Dirk, you can gain a life. I yeah, there's a lot of application there. Ooh, I like it, I like it. In so many of these examples, I'm attacking Dirk and getting totally screwed over. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I like it. Next time, next time. I mean, it's not like it doesn't happen all the time, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's true. I, I, honestly. You don't, you don't have to tell the listeners all our secrets. I mean, I, nothing. I, I don't know what it says about my mentality. It's just what I'm coming up with. Next time, Dark will be attacking Mike and getting completely screwed over. So, do we that have any more? That doesn't actually happen. Do we have any more previews? There are a whole mess on the next page, but I'm thinking we should stop and actually do the rest of the episode and just get these yeah. next week. Okay. That sounds that, good. Does that sound good? That sounds good. Yes. Okay. Okay. There's one, two, three, four. There's like five more. No, four more, and eh, it's already almost nine o'clock. Okay. Okay. So we should pause for just a minute, and let's see. We've got uh, we've got Bruce here, right? Yes. Right. Bruce yes. is a muse, right? Yes. Yes. And I have one muse song on my computer. <laughs> Congratulations. So that's a lie, actually. I have several, but I have one that I know the name of off the top of my head without thinking. So um, I guess we will insert a Muse song here in honor of the Windborn Muse being with us. So this is uh, Map of the Problematique. Problematique? Problematic with a Q-U-E at the end. Anyway, enjoy that. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
I mean, Bruce. I mean, here, here, well-spoken Bruce. The listeners should be happy that uh, that uh, Chewie didn't opt to go with Bruce's Canadian. So here's some Nickelback for you. No, no, I, I Nickelback is is underrated. Also, I didn't realize that you were Canadian. So there's that. <laughs> that we're everywhere. Funny. See, I thought you you said a boot at some point, and I was like, I guess that's how they say it in Boston too. See, so. well, actually, yes, because he sounds so very Bostonian. He does. <laughs> like he walked right out of hey, I've, hunting. I've seen The Departed. You know, I I know how those. How people you like are. them? Man. <laughs> but no, no, no. See, my initial plan that I had in the car on the way to work this morning you had a plan. Shut up. Was to <laughs> was to use the uh, philosopher's drinking song. Uh, from uh, uh-huh. Monty Python, you know, because, you know, howls of derisive laughter, Bruce. But that's too easy. So <laughs> yeah, I think there's a fair amount of cursing in the song, too. Well, you know, <laughs> piss isn't really a curse if you, you know, piss. Uh, piss. Anyway, so Brian has something for us that everyone loves. Apparently everyone loves these. I didn't realize they were so well-loved until I asked, what do you guys love? Holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people about, uh, what they've enjoyed over the last several years of the show, since we are coming up on the big 300.00. And a lot of the emails are like, we like this and this and this, and I like Mad Libs. And this and this and this, and I like April Fool's episodes. So. Yeah, so how about this? What does everyone like other than Mad Libs, April Fool's episodes, or Brian and Christian from Avant Garde Show. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like the three most popular answers. Yeah, which which can really be boiled down to Brian and Christian from Avant Garde Show and our Brian's ideas. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but... Okay, uh, how about so, Magic Card Bikini? Oh, that has been mentioned at least once. Brian keeps... Uh, sorry, Brian Prilliman keeps bothering me to send him that picture. He's like, come on, man. Statute of Limitations is up. I'm like, I don't think there was one. He's like, come on, man. But he's single now, so. Oh. <laughs> hey, if he, wanted, if he wanted it, he should have won the challenge. That's his fault. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So I do have a Mad Lib, and it does have quite a few spaces. And we do have one other topic we really want to get to. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to be doing it. So people got to be answering me quick. So the first thing I need is a step or phase of the turn. Mike's turn. I had, no, 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 I didn't say step, phase, or turn. I reworked how I said that so that you couldn't just say Mike's turn and over yet, and over again. I reason. still did it. Don't you I know. Bristle brand. <laughs> um, clean up. Choking, bear be. All right, let's get this done while he's gone. Uh, I need a bad sorcery. Blinding light. Nice. Do I even want to know what that does? Probably not. Uh, give me an instant. Boomerang. Crash. I was wondering if Dirk was there. <laughs> like, uh, or, choice paralysis. Can't or, or if Dirk was gonna hit, Dirk, were you gonna, are you gonna hit the random card generator? I can. <laughs> it's up to you. I just, sometimes you do it. Give me a Challenge land. Challenge accepted. <laughs> you don't have, okay, whatever. Give me a land. Uh, Tabernacle at Pendrel Vale. Oh, I heard okay. Chewie first gilded something. Gilded barn is not a real car. <laughs> oh, they, okay, the ta- tabernacle. Damn it, Bruce, you did that on purpose. You're darn right, I did. <laughs> first of all, it's not at all spelled correctly, and second of all, this is not going to help us get through this quickly. Uh, I'm opening me- up my browser for Kamigawa, land, Kamigawa names. 
Oh my give, gosh. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> give me a black sorcery. Damnation. That is a... Uh, give me a legendary creature. <laughs> Maloku in a clouded mirror. Bristle brand. <laughs> I think Mike and Chewie are waiting to see if someone else would say it. Uh, give me an artifact. Aladdin's lamp. Yeah, I was thinking about Aladdin's lamp when we were talking about the galvanic lady. I'm like, yes. Give me a red instant. Crunch. Plunge. Plunge? Oh, Bruce. <laughs> Which one? Bruce got shut down again. What did Bruce say? I didn't. I didn't hear it. Oh, I'll get Crash. Oh. Okay. Uh, give me a creature type. Damn it. Creature type. Elemental. All right. I still want to know what Dirk said. Plunge. He said plunge. A lunge. Plunge. Plunge or lunge? No. Plunge. No p. Okay. Lunge. There you go. <laughs> okay. Give me an artifact. Oh. Sensei's divining tusk. Uh, what did Bruce say? I heard him start to say it first. Bruce said Jandor Saddlebags. Yeah. Nice. That's better. <laughs> what? Is something Saddlebags? Jandor's Saddlebags. Uh, Jandor's <laughs> Saddlebags. I'm going to make uh, every word I have to actually spell out. I'm going to make sure you guys know it. I love you guys. <laughs> Give me a blue and black creature. <clears throat> One uh, creature. Shipwreck Singer. What is that? It's that um, harpy lady in Taros. Oh. Yeah, she can make stuff attack, and then she can give it minus stuff. Yeah. Um, give me an aura. Ranker. Too easy. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> but it's going to be... Uh, you guys are doing a really good job. I'm going to have a hard time getting through this. Give me a creature. <laughs> Enigma Sphinx. <laughs> Dirt goes, bam! <laughs> give me a step or phase of the turn. Black's turn. <laughs> Claire blockers. It's the only thing that made that funny. <laughs> that it wasn't you guys? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, did somebody give one? Cause I forgot technically the declare blockers step. Okay. Yeah. Give, give me a creature. Windborn Muse. Oh, All sick. Right. <laughs> Windborn. No, just give me a sorcery. Seed time. No, that's an instant. Damn it. Yeah, that's an instant. Um, um, Goblin Rally. Ooh, that's a good one. Good. Give me an enchantment. Goblin Bombardment? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Give me a, an artifact. Genesis Chamber. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Goblin Cannon. <laughs> uh, give me a creature type. Not goblin? goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Goblin. <laughs> All right, give me a uh, give me a legendary creature. How about Sig River Guide? <laughs> he moonlights as a cutthroat. Okay, uh, give me an literally. instant. Give me an instant. No. Sea time. Ah, oh. I was I was wondering if he was gonna say that. <clears throat> give me a creature type. Dryad. Ooh. Give me an enchantment. Sacred Mesa. Give me a creature. Giant spider. Ah, damn it, man. <laughs> Give me an artifact. Icy manipulator. Doesn't that sound like something that, like, the gynecologist would use? Icy manipulator. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, okay. Uh, <laughs> step or phase of turn, and this is the last time I'm asking for one of those. <laughs> so, not Mike's turn. Upkeep. Chewy's turn. Upkeep. <laughs> Dang it, man. 
Give me a sorcery. We're getting down toward the end. Make a wish. Is that actually a... Yes. <laughs> I just thought of the Make a Wish Foundation. I'm like, mm, okay. Uh, oh, is that the one where the guy's tossing the, the thing into the well in Innistrad? Okay, give me a creature type. Well, it's a little girl, but yes. Oh, whatever. She's, she, she's very... What? Bird. Bird. Oh, that's only four letters. Come on, man. <laughs> Thank you, Dirk. Give me an artifact. Rocket launcher. Yes! Pew, pew! <laughs> Give me an enchantment. Ooh, ooh, circle of protection blue. <laughs> That's just CO. Circle of protection <laughs> blue. Okay, all right, sorcery. Urza's guilt. Ooh, that card is terrible. <laughs> Give me an instant. I can't. I'm hung up on Urza's guilt. <laughs> uh, grip of amnesia. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, Urza's guilt is the one I was thinking of. Ooh, I hate that. All right, last one. Give me an aura. Make it a good one. Curse of the pierced heart. That is a good one. Nice. Of the pierced. Okay, while he writes, uh, Urza's I hope guilt. We didn't, I hope we didn't accidentally ruin this. I hope not. No, this is going to be awesome. Dude, while while he, he's getting back to the first page, Urza's guilt for two, a blue, and a black. Each player draws two cards, then discards three cards, then loses four life. Buh! Wow, that would <laughs> go really well with that Underworld Dreams guy we just saw. Hey! Yeah! <laughs> no fair cheats. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the name of this one, the name of this one, which, you know, usually gives quite a bit away, is called... <laughs> Rehab. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what have we done? Yeah. Oh, geez. I hope this one. Did. <laughs> Good cleanup. Welcome to Blinding Lights Support. Blinding Lights Support Group. It looks like this is your first time here. Don't boomerang. This is a safe tabernacle at Pendrel Vale, where you won't be damned nationed for your problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gristlebrand, and I have a problem. I have no hands. <laughs> I have difficulty controlling myself around Aladdin's lamps. <laughs> oh god, I can't get this. I used to. Okay, I used to lunge random elementals just to get enough Jandor saddlebags to pay my shipwreck singer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this suddenly turned really dark. <laughs> Before long, my rancor controlled me. Then, an enigma sphinx made me come here. I've been coming here for eight declare blocker steps, and I'm a completely different windborn muse. Now I can goblin rally my life without a single thought about my goblin bombardment urges. <laughs> Or how good <laughs> or how good Genesis Chambers feel. <laughs> Family I'm no show. <laughs> I'm no longer I don't know. I'm no longer a goblin to my wholly unhealthy habits. Over here is Sig River Guide. Yes, the same. Being a seed-timed and famous dryad doesn't protect you from sacred mace desires. 
and can actually expose you to more vices than most giant spiders. Our friend here was doing very well, appearing in over 10 icy manipulators per upkeep and having some of the most make-a-wishing experiences. The problem was, the problem was some so-called birds <laughs> led to a dependence on rocket launchers. <laughs> <laughs> led to a dependence on rocket launchers. The culture was everywhere. Now, thanks to our help, life is going circle of prediction blueingly. <laughs> Here, we don't urge us guilt you. Here, we don't urge us guilt you. We group of MDGU. <laughs> so, what's your curse of the pierced heart? Oh. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry I couldn't get through that better, but I was crying so hard. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> Lunging around trying to get enough saddlebag for your shipwreck singers. What a horrible existence. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I have no hands. Never mind. <laughs> so, I sorry, too I have an a... image of I have an image of Gristlebrand rubbing himself up against the Aladdin's lamp. <laughs> I I too I too have a uh, dependence on rocket launchers. <laughs> you guys really should get that checked. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for letting me do that. That was awesome. Oh, that was great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was something else we were going to do. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Hello? So something no? That, what? Okay. What? Something huh? that we love to do whenever we have guests is uh, a story circle, because, you know, we get sick of always talking. Except for Brian. <laughs> So we decided we would do a story circle with Bruce, if that's okay with you, Bruce. That is a-okay. Excellent. It's been a while since we did a story circle. So, real quick, uh, I assume this will be like a commander-y type of thing. Yeah. So what we do for the uh, – well, for any story circle is we pick a card somehow, and then that is the card we're going to build a deck around. In this case, it will be a commander. And we just go around in a circle, <clears throat> and each person adds a card. Uh, to the deck. We're not building an actual deck, more of a skeleton, throwing out some ideas just to get your creative juices flowing. Sure. And with and five of us here, you know, there's no telling where this will end up or how many bizarre ideas we'll get. Mm-hmm. And and you have to try and honor the choices of the people before you. You don't have that doesn't mean you have to fall right in line. The first per- person picks a draw spell. The whole deck doesn't have to be about drawing, but you have to at least you know keep it in mind in some way. Um, and like we we've done this before, and most of the time it's just speculation. But we actually led to Chewie creating a Johan deck out of using the skeleton that we created. Oh man, and that is easily one of my favorite decks now. Uh, yeah. So. Oh man, I'd forgotten that that came from a story circle. Who was yeah, we did that with somebody? I think it might have might have been. Was Eric. that with Eric? I think it was. I'm not sure. Sh- maybe. Maybe. Well, he of many names. Com is up and running again, so I'll, I'll look that up while we, while we talk. 
But so who's going to be our commander this time? So I have a we funny all feeling. really liked the zombie wizard dude whose name I can't remember. Nekuzar. Uh, Nekuzar. Yeah, that guy. Nekuzar the Mind Razor. <clears throat> Nekuzar the Mind Razor. <laughs> is there an echo in the building? <clears throat> yes. I believe his name is uh, Nekuzar the Mind Razor. <laughs> I, I was really like, did, did, did I get lost? Oh, no, it wasn't Eric. It was, uh, it was Benny Smith. Okay, yeah. I, I thought it was someone else. That's cool. But anyway. Um, so I figured we'd start with him since we all just loved what he was doing. And by all, I mean three of us. So that's over half. So that's everybody if you round up. So remind us again. I closed the freaking spoilers. <laughs> remind us again what he does, for God's sake, because I'm an idiot. Well, at the beginning of each two. player's. Go ahead. Get him, Dirk. You're already halfway two. done. <laughs> at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. Whenever an opponent draws a card, Nakusa Mind Razor deals one damage to that player. <laughs> so he's a so card everyone card. draws an additional yeah, card, but if you don't own him, you get to you get to uh, deals one damage to you. So what is that? Um, oh, Underworld Dreams. Duh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Underworld Dreams. <laughs> Shut up! I forgot. Okay. With so a, with a. So who wants to start that off? Ooh, let me start. I well, the easy one, the easy one to start with. Uh, how long am I? Oh, loser. <laughs> Too easy. Wait a minute, I should be writing these down. Wait a minute, hang on, let me find the... Yeah, yeah. Remember to type them up. Somebody got a notepad? There it Remember, is. Remember, because this is the command, this is, because this is the commander, um, we can't go into other colors. Which, so. the only person that bothers is Brian, so. No, it doesn't bother, I mean, I'm, I'm used to... You're usually the guy that throws a fourth color in on it. <laughs> Okay, so who's next? Um, I'll go ahead and say Cataract Parasite, because I can't come up with anything more creative at the moment, and it basically just does what he does, but again, without giving them any more cards, so. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Well, while we're on it, what was that? There was some red enchantment that was, it was like a Howling Mine. It was a red and black hybrid enchantment. There it is. It's um, I can see it now. It was from Shadowmoor. Yes, Bollocks. I don't want to say it because I have something else already in mind. Well, well, well. This is my pick, but I can't remember what it's called. So what is it? Um, I can't remember the name. So I was oh, hoping someone else. <laughs> Dang it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's hey? What's that's tapped out? There we go. I know it's in my deck, so I'm gonna go look it up. So somebody keep going. That'll be my pick. And once I figure out the name, I'll tell you. Okay. Well, I've been waiting to say Phyrexian Tyranny. Oh, yeah. I don't even yeah. know what that is. Uh, it's, it costs a uh, blue, black, red. It's enchantment. Whenever a player draws a card, that player loses two life unless he or she pays two. Two mana. Yeah. yeah. And that's all players, right? So. Yeah, that works on everybody. Yeah. What is this freaking thing called? Spiteful Visions. Spiteful Visions. <clears throat> so it's, uh, it's a Howling Mine and uh, an Underworld Dreams that hits everybody. Yes. yes. Okay. So that was my okay. Wait a minute. So, what Brian say? I saw. I said cataract parasite. Right. Okay. And then I said spiteful visions and phyrexian tyranny. Yay! <clears throat> so who's left? You got dirt. Me. Dark. Uh, I'm gonna say blightning. Well, because cool. they deal three damage to target player and they discard two cards. If everyone's drawing an extra card, goodness knows they've got cards to burn. Uh, to discard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, back to Bruce. Teferi's Puzzle Box. Uh, ha, 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 ha. 
<sighs> I think you just won a friend. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm next. I'm going to say Barbed Shocker. I have no idea what that is. Uh, for three and a red, it's a 2-2 insect with trample and haste. Trample and haste on a 2-2. Whenever it deals damage to a player, not just necessarily combat damage, but damage to a player, that player discards all the cards in his or hand, then draws that many cards. So it's a little private Wheel of Fortune just for them. Wow. <clears throat> that's that's pretty cool. They can also randomly screw over somebody. <laughs> all right. So who's next? Was that me? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So many choices. Okay, we're going to need some dudes. Like Barb Shocker? Yeah, like Barb Shocker. <laughs> somebody already said that. Yeah. So I was thinking something kind of dumb that you'd never, ever see. And this is Grixis colored, right? Yeah, yeah. How about, yeah. who's the, the, what are the jackasses called with the head like a horse and the ass like a jack? Um, <laughs> no, uh, oh, it's a no- noggle, noggle, what's uh, oh. rans- noggle ransacker, right? Yeah. But, but hang on. When he enters the battlefield, doesn't each player draw a card and then this, each player draws two cards and then discards a card at random. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a two, one for two and a blue red hybrid. Mm-hmm. So he's fun. Throw one of those in there. Okay. Um, I had something else in mind, but actually I'll say that for later because what Chewie just said made me think of uh, Whirlpool Warrior. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What's that do for the people that don't know? Um, it's a merfolk for a blue and two. When it enters the battlefield, you shuffle your hand into your library and draw that many cards. And you can pay a red and sacrifice it to make each player do that. Yeah. <laughs> so far, so good. All right, Dark. that me. Yep. Ether Sting. Ether Sting. It's a, yeah, old one from Urza's Destiny. Whenever an opponent casts a creature spell, Ether Sting deals one damage to that player. Hmm. How have I missed this over all the years in my freaking Kervec deck? I think it's because it costs four and only yeah. does one damage at a time. But still, that could be. E- Oops. Ether. Because you know, if you're someone's getting a creature in here and there, you're you're going to be doing them a little bit of damage, and there's still a lot of room with blue. There's a lot of bouncing that can be going on. That's true. Ooh, Mike, right. Dirk, yay! So what you got, Bruce? Uh, it's not too exciting. Uh, Baleful Strix. Well, I like. I like the idea of having a little bit of a blocker. It draws you something, but uh, it's it, it's, it's not super on with Nixer. Well, and and it, it not everything has to be 100% on, and you know it, it fits the bill of it gets in the way. It's got Death Touch, right? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's a great card. What is that from? Oh, it's from Plane Chase. Right, right, right. This is the second round of Plane Chase. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier that I wasn't a huge fan of the Join Forces cards, but you know I don't I don't hate them or anything. So I'm gonna say Minds uh, Minds Aglow, um, and it's the draw spell. It's for one blue, and then uh, sorcery. Starting with you, each player may pay any amount of mana. Each player draws X cards, where X is the total amount of mana paid this way. So I can get it started off with like three, four. Hey, if we've got the guy out, maybe five or six mana, and then everybody else can say, "All right, well, 
you have some people that are going to say, no, I'm not going to contribute anything because this is going to kill me. And you maybe have a couple people that are at a higher life total that are like, all right, not only will I draw some more cards, but I'll be hurting everybody else's way. Dirk will get his revenge on Mike and say, you know what, Mike, you're going to draw an extra four cards. Um, that's for attacking me earlier. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, take it, Mike. <laughs> so... Uh, you promised, Brian. You promised. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but this time you're not attacking anybody. So, uh, so you've got that tension there. And, you know, I like tension. I've mentioned, I've used that, wow, I've used that word more than I've used the word value in this episode. So, um, so I like it. And, you know, if nothing else, like you can, the ability to draw a ton of cards off of this is just great. And the fact that you're punishing everybody else for, uh, drawing it is, is good too. Yep. Mine's a glow. Alright. Um one that I thought up earlier is Wait a minute. Well you you skipped me. What? Oh that's right. Oh you jerk. Hurry you up. know what we need <laughs> 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 Screw you, you hippie. You know what we need in this deck? We need green mana. Well we can't do that, so never mind. How about uh a planeswalker? We need a planeswalker. Okay. Is it obvious? Chase the mind. Garrett Oh, uh. no. <laughs> what? No, Jace, Bel- uh, Jace Bellerin. Is it Ashiok? I, I don't know. It's oh, totally Jace Ashiok. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, baby Jace, just for his plus two, everybody take some damage. I mean, draw some card. You know, nice and simple. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what you got, Mike, that you thought of <laughs> earlier? Uh, Dragon Mage. For seven mana, he's a 5-5 five, five with flying. And whenever he deals combat damage to a player... um. You know, you do a Wheel of Fortune. Everybody discards their hand and draws seven. That's pretty cool. I like that. I was actually thinking of Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Well, you can you can name that one if you want. Well, one I'm going to pick is Flame Tongue Kavu. There you sure. go. Sure. Why not have you, you need a creature and you have a way of blowing something up? So if they do I have a big that. creature or something you need to get rid of, that's four damage going at it. I think I have Flame Tunkavu in enough decks. I think he's in just the one, and that makes me sad. That is sad. That is sad. Now I'm bad at this game. All right. Back to Bruce. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Lord of Tressorhorn. <laughs> yes. You just made another friend. In- <laughs> <laughs> so remind the listeners what he does. Uh, Lord of Tressorhorn, uh, when he enters the battle... Well, okay, he's uh, won a blue, black, and a red... And when he enters the battlefield, uh, you lose two life, you sacrifice two creatures, and target opponent draws two cards. Uh, for one black, he can uh, he regenerates, and he is a 10-4 creature. 10-4 for four mana. <laughs> oh, my God. And some other stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we're making them draw cards, and they're hurting them. All right. Well, you know what? They're losing at least two life a turn if you've just got the general out. We've got plenty of other ways for them to lose life uh, if we haven't cast them because, you you know, you don't always want to have the general out. But I'm thinking Blood Chief Ascension. Yeah. Ooh. Because that's a spicy meatball. Uh, just as a brief reminder, it costs one black. It's an enchantment at the beginning of each end step. If an opponent lost two or more life this turn, you may put a quest counter on Blood Chief Ascension. So hopefully it'll get that, you know, a couple times pretty quick. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, whether it's milled or whether they cast a spell or a creature dies or whatever, if Blood Chief Ascension has three or more quest counters on it, 
You might have that player lose two life. If you do, you gain two life. Pretty good for one black. Especially if you can play it, and if you've got something out where everybody's losing two a turn anyway, it's going to get up to maximum potential in no time at all. Hmm. Mike, Mike? No, that's me. Oh, it's Chewy. Uh, Chewy. Don't skip him him again. Yeah, I'll get sad. Yeah, sad and mad. Now I'm sad. Then he'll start turning to Aladdin's lamps for his desires. Oh, dude, we need another... We need more legendary creatures in this deck. Lord okay. Dressorhorn is not enough, because he's awesome and all. But, so with everyone drawing all these cards, and everyone having plenty of cards to discard, how about Acrosis the Purger? Oh, that's nice. Just throw him in there, just to punch people in the eye. <laughs> I didn't know whether you were going to go for him, or whether you were going to go one step further. Uh, nah, nah, he's too easy. So, Croesus the Purger, for three, a blue, a black, and a red, is a 6-6 six, six dragon. With flying, when he deals combat damage to a player, you can pay two and a black. If you do choose a color, that player reveals his or her hand and discards all the cards of that color. Mm. <laughs> and in Commander, it's pretty easy to guess colors correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk, you're playing green, aren't you? No. This is my uh, Tabor and Lumia deck. Yeah, I'm going to name green for Dirk. <laughs> All right, who's next? Mike, Mike. I should probably write that down. Um, earlier, Chewie talked about it as if it were going to show up in this deck, but no one said it yet. Oh, yep. But Urza's Guilt would be a good addition for what we have going on here. Urza's Guilt? Haha, <laughs> there we go. That's awful, dude. I already read I used, that once, so. I used, I used to play with that card. I wonder whatever. Why I stopped. Didn't Corey have this in that deck that had Portcullis in it? I think so, yes. God mm. almighty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that was actually one of the things that came to mind when we were first running through this. I'm like, this could easily be a rack and portcullis and evacuation. And I mean, you could make this just painfully dirty. Yeah. None of those cards are on my list. Mine's Blizzard Specter. I like Blizzard Specter. I remember what he does. He's he's pretty cool, actually. He's from Cold Snap. Mm Mm-hmm. So with all those potential creatures, I'm still thinking of defense. If you hit a player, you can either bounce a permanent back to their hand, or if there isn't a creature, make them discard a card. I mean, they get to choose what gets bounced. Well, you know. Hey. Blizzard Spectre. Well, that's that's four rounds. Should we go one more? Yeah, let's do one. Sure. Okay, let's do one more. Bruce, what you got? Do you think Mines Aglow will work? Uh, I don't know that anybody else is going to pay anything for it. I already said it. Yeah, Brian already said it. Ah, well then Dire Undercurrents would be good too. <laughs> I do yeah, like Dire is. Undercurrents. Oh, is that the hybrid thing? That is the black it red, is. black blue hybrid from even Shadowmore? Shadowmore. What what's that do, Bruce? I'm trying to remember because it's got two different abilities and where is it here? <laughs> Whenever a blue creature I'm enters the battlefield under your control, you can have target player draw a card. And whenever a black creature enters the battlefield under your control, you can have target player discard a card. Oh wow, that's wow, that's cool. Yeah, he used to run dire undercurrents with the shrieking Drake and annoy the hell out of everybody. Well, that that <laughs> is annoying as hell. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Okay, Brian. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with something really interesting for my your last hurrah. My last one. Yeah, and me too. I uh, I have one in mind. I just don't. Um, 
I just don't think it's um, as interesting. But so I'm not continuing to make everybody wait while I stall, kind of like this. I'll dream <laughs> fracture. Which one? It's dream fracture for cancel. Basically, it's cancel, uh, except can't counter target spell. Its controller draws a card, and you draw a card. So it's simple. Uh-huh. You know, people don't always expect um, counter spells in commanders because they're one shot. And it's not really a great counter spell because they get to replace that card, but you also get to draw a card. So, eh, here, um, you counter the one thing that you're the most afraid of, you get to draw a card, and it may hurt them to draw it. It may not. So, whatever. Whatever. Ah. I've run out of creative juices. That's gross. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on. I think... Hopefully I stalled for you long enough. Does this work the way I think it does? Yes! I'm going to say words of wind. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's an enchantment for two and a blue. Uh, Pay one colorless mana the next time you would draw a card this turn. Each player returns a permanent he or she controls to its owner's hand instead. (laughs) And with all this card draw, you know what? Everybody just bounced about three cards. I don't even need any cards this turn. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Okay. um, I... I, I just thought of this a, a few seconds ago, and I'm, and I'm glad I did. This is one of those things that will either be really good or completely backfire or make for some great stories, or all three. But, um, <laughs> is this a demon? No. Almost. Oh. Almost. It's forced fruition. <laughs> Mike? Yes? Don't kill yourself, Mike. I'll try. Oh, man, that was, uh, I was off by one spell. I was off by one spell. We all know you were off by one spell. It's I wasn't okay. counting the last one that I was going to cast in the total, yeah. and that's good. You, you totaled up everything. You're like, I can do this, forgetting that to to cast that last spell, you had to mill yourself out and die. Yeah. Oh, man. And I, th- I realized it. Like, I realized what you were going to do. I think you were still two or three spells from the end of the chain, and I was like, mm-hmm. he must be doing something different. He's got to be doing something different. And then no. I think it hit you right before you cast the last. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what was going on. I just remember you had a series of spells you needed to cast to make something cool happen. Well, yeah. Um, I was trying to clear Dirk's massive um, Killmouth Dragon off the battlefield by building up a, uh, an extremely big Firestorm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I needed all the cards <laughs> in my hand. Oh. But I forgot that casting the Firestorm would trigger Force Fruition again and make me lose. <laughs> <laughs> it was really great to watch, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, my Force Fruition is actually going to kill somebody. <laughs> most of the time people play around it. Of their so. own free will, my <laughs> <laughs> We're not done. Dirk, what you got? Uh, Arcanus the Omnipotent. <laughs> Batman. If we're going to be throwing some card draw around with potentially words of, what was it, words of wind? Wind, words of yeah. Wind, then why not throw three extra cards in, <laughs> potentially? Told you we needed more uh, legendary creatures. Yeah, I specifically looked for legendary and started rolling down the group. Uh, I was like, Arcanus, <laughs> why not? So that deck looks like a trip. I might have most of these cards. You probably mm-hmm. do. 
<laughs> that is a massive card draw, and then, yeah. You make everybody happy because they're drawing cards, and then you punish them for it. <laughs> Wait, don't I have a deck that does this already? Um, yeah, but it's not like this one. It's not like this one, yeah, that's true. <laughs> We could throw in a oh, I could throw in a Sig River Cutthroat and draw you more cards. <laughs> yes, you could. Actually, the word decks, Chewie's word deck and my word deck are very similar to this. Well, that's trying to draw up lots of cards so I can use the the words to kill people. Right. This is killing people uh, by themselves. Yeah, yeah, this is killing people. This it's instead of spreading it out over a bunch of cards, this is actually like here, here's one card that does it. Yeah. Oh well, let me let me save this before I lose it. Episode two nine eight, story circle. Yay! That was fun? fun. That was fun. Sorry, now I focus on the sixty cards, so I'm picturing four copies of Nekasar in, in a deck along with four copies of Force Fruition and watching everybody in a <laughs> everybody with a twenty life start taking nine every turn. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> we, it's funny, you know, up until like maybe two years ago, our focus was just about completely on 60 cards and then with a little bit of EDH and then some plane chase and stuff. And then in the past lately, it's been EDH and we have to remember to play some 60 card in there too. It's weird just how that happened. It, I, mm-hmm. I think it, part of it is just that they're, they've given so much support for that. And I've talked about this before and I'm, so once again, no dead horses, but sometimes it's easier to build an EDH deck because you don't need four copies of everything. And not to say you have to have four copies of everything for a deck, but a lot of times to make a deck run the way that you want it to, you want the optimal numbers. So it can be a little harder to get those. So it's like, hey, look. I've got a copy of this. That's awesome. In you go. Yeah, I have to agree with Brian because it's much easier for me to invest in like <clears throat> a fat pack and five or six extra packs, maybe get like 15, 20 packs. So I'll have a, a bunch of one ofs stuff. <clears throat> Whereas back in college, like had enough money that I could buy lots of packs. And I ended up with duplicates of lots of things and end uh, up with sets of four. Now, if I get income. Yeah, now, you know, I have a, a job and everything, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't really have the money to buy a box. You have a so. job. You also have youngins. You got a 3 through a triple and a, what is he, a 2-1 with haste now that his teeth are coming in? Yeah. <laughs> his teeth got a hold of me, terrifying. dude. He's definitely got two power. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, why don't we go ahead and wrap this up and send it to Yes. Out. Yeah, so let's do some final thoughts. Hey, Bruce, you're the guest. What you got? I got a final thought. Um, okay, so at the end of every show, I hear Swift, yeah. and and I have never I have never heard Swift anywhere other than at the end of the start of the show. Mm-hmm. I, however, I am convinced the lead singer from Swift is Dirk. <laughs> you know, has that theory been advanced before? I don't know that it has. You know, now that I think about it, I have never seen Gary and Dirk in the same room at the same time. <laughs> It's like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, now that you hear it, you can't unhear it, can you? <laughs> no, because I hear every episode, and you know Dirk is signing us out. Uh, Dirk's like, can you hear me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey guys, what's that? <laughs>
a jerk running out the fire escape, which is impressive. <laughs> I didn't think his apartment had a fire escape. <laughs> this is the greatest conspiracy theory ever. <laughs> Send us an email if you think Dirk is any other uh, singer from a, a metal band. <laughs> Chad Kroger. Oh. oh. Is cool. Too soon. No, don't do that to me, man. Don't you Too like soon. Dirk? <laughs> uh. Anyway, that was my final thought. Oh, well, do you want to throw out any anything else where people can find you or your work or any of that good stuff? Pimp well, away, well, sir. All right. Well, don't don't talk to me at work. Uh, I'm I'm busy listening to other podcasts. Um, however, uh, you can uh, <laughs> that kind of work. You can you can check out my uh, my articles on on every Tuesday at uh, dailymtg.com. Uh, you can reach me by email through that site. Uh, just click on the link at the at the bottom. Uh, if you post something in the forums, I will see it, but I will not respond to it. Um, I'm also on Twitter, I'm at ManaBurned, um, and yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much how I can be found. Sweet. All of that will be uh, in the show. It's a link to... The, is the Muse Vessel still up somewhere? The Muse Vessel is still up. It's, uh, what is it, the Muse Vessel dot wordpress or dot wordpress dot com it's a wordpress site and i know the wordpress is in there i just can't remember how it runs how it goes anymore it's been so long uh yeah it's it's still there we haven't uh haven't taken anything down we just haven't posted anything since we uh since we headed over to gathering magic oops it's not the muse vessel dot wordpress dot com is it just muse vessel maybe uh uh i'll find it yep here we go okay so i'll have a link to uh, the Muse Vessel and Serious Fun and what, uh, you wrote them Gathering Magic. I'll just have a link to all of these. Gathering Magic. I even wrote it Star City before I wrote for the Muse Vessel. So really? I'm all over the place. Yes, I wrote, uh, I was part of the uh, Star City uh, talent search. Oh, uh, yeah. And even before that, uh, I wrote a handful of articles back when the Ferret was the editor for Star City Games. So oh. way back when. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I've I've been ar- I've been around a little while. Good lord, I remember the ferret. Is that like is that like six years around? Or you was that makes me feel really old to hear <laughs> oh, that? No, yeah. I, uh, no, because uh, see, the talent search was two and a half years ago, I is, think. Is that all? So it was. I, I I've got stuff from Star City that isn't on their archives anymore. It's pre-archives. Uh, I was writing way back when. Um, uh, well. Back when Ferret was editor, Ferret when was John, when when Rizzo was writing, um, not as far back as uh, as Wakefield, but uh, yeah, so it was. I had a handful of articles up then. Wow. I wasn't doing anything regular. That's awesome. All right then. Yeah. So I will track down as much of this as I can, or you know, Bruce, feel free to send me some links uh, and and uh, to as much of this as we can find. So I'll just put it all in the show notes. Have all of your crap right there together. Not crap. All of your stuff right there together. <laughs> your crappy stuff. Your, cra- <laughs> your stuffy crap. And let's see. Who's... Okay, we should not go in normal order. We should go in order of who needs to go first. So I guess that means... Dirk, you're up next. <laughs> yes, the the wife is banging on the ceiling, so that me- on the floor, that means I have to head out. So, <laughs> um, mine, my final thought, I have definitely enjoyed doing a story circle. It has been far too long since we've last done these. I know. <clears throat> and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to 
the new commander stuff, we were at Brian's daughter's birthday and that's when I first found out about them doing the commander stuff and, and was kind of excited because I actually like the, the commander stuff. So looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. I, I think hope. so. Yeah. All righty. Well, I have to head out, gentlemen and everyone. <laughs> oh, that meant me. <laughs> yeah, well. Night, and, uh, yeah, Chewie will play a song for us uh, when it all ends, right? Oh, and notice Dark's going to leave first. <laughs> <laughs> oink, wink, nudge, nudge, hint, hint. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. Night, Zert. Let's see. So by that uh, rubric, I guess it means Brian needs to go next. Um, rubric? Is that the right word? I had a final thought. Uh, oh, shoot. Um, okay, I had a final thought, and I had it in mind. I was going to mention it, and then Dirk went, and my mind went completely blank. So, Mike, it's your turn. All right. Um, I'm very glad Bruce was able to join us, first and foremost. Uh, I'm glad we were finally able to get that worked out. Um, and then I am, I'm very much looking forward to game day this weekend. I guess first I gotta go find out what exactly they're doing down at Lucky's and, and when they're doing it, cause I'm still probably gonna go to Lucky's, but first I need, I think I should probably stop by FNM to check out exactly what the heck is going on up there now that it's under new management. Oh yeah, in local news, uh, Randy, the proprietor of Top Deck Games here in Kernersville, who we lovingly refer to as a crook, bought Lucky's. <laughs> Yeah, so I went, that's weird. I, yeah, I went to the last F and M, and by which I mean I did not actually go to F and M, which you know makes that sentence sound weird. But I did go over there that night, and I went over to draft, and I got there at like almost, about eleven o'clock, which is really late for me. And I saw Mike there after a couple minutes. I was like, "Hey, when did you get here?" He's like, "Just now." And I'm like, "Oh." So we did some drafts. That's the end of the story. Didn't you have a deck box thrown at your head or something? Several. Okay. <laughs> I ended up with two. Mike, did you end up with one or two? I got I got one. Yeah, um when when Lucky was taking some because Lucky is keeping all of his inventory. Randy just got the space. But Lucky is keeping all his inventory and he'll keep selling stuff um online through TCG player and whatever. And when he was taking some stuff down off the shelves and packing in the boxes, there were some things were like, Hey, does anyone want some deck boxes? And he just started throwing you know, tossing, you know, deck boxes at people. And then eventually that turned into, um, you know, throwing deck boxes at people trying to hit them <laughs> instead of throwing to them. And, and that was pretty funny while it lasted. There were those, there were those, you know, light plastic ones that were completely empty. So they didn't go very fast. You know, after it leaves your hand, it's like, it just kind of floats through the air a bit before it stops. <laughs> and that was funny. Anyway, but yeah, I am looking forward to game day. I won't be joining the main event because I don't have a standard deck, but I will definitely be fighting the Hydra and encouraging other people to join me in fighting the Hydra. Yes. Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, oh, dude, there was a – was it you who put that video in the forums? Yeah. Yeah, Tom. He was holding out on us. Was holding out on us. <laughs> uh, there was a fight the Hydra preview video that uh, some of the community cup – uh, team members were in on. He probably wasn't allowed to talk about well, it. Well, of course he was. Well, yeah. But we have to give him crap for it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he's the, the reason that I got into Commander so hard in the first place, so I have to give him crap for it. Miss you, Tom. Joker. It's actually scrolled out of the chat box now, so I'll have to go dig it up. That'll be in the show notes, too, in case anyone wants to see. Oh, and um, uh, 
loading ready run just did something about fighting the Hydra too. Oh yeah? Yeah. There was a video that they have up on the mothership today. That's cool. Everybody fight the Hydra. It's like horde magic, so it's been there for a while and but it's there's special cards for it, so that's e- that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. So is that it for you, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I have Thank not you everybody my... for helping out with my final thought. <laughs> I have not remembered my final. Whatever it was, it was going to be epic. It was going to be so great, and it it was going to change everyone's lives forever. Um, And then Dirk had to go. I know. Damn it, Dirk. Dirk had to go. (laughs) So I also appreciate Bruce being on. It was was great, and the story circle was great. And I'm actually building a 60-card deck for the first time in a long time, but it it is a standard deck because... There's a couple tournaments coming up in North Carolina, and um, one is a Theros sealed PTQ, which sounds great, and they keep things keep coming up with that weekend. I don't think I can do it, but the weekend before that, Star City Open Series Classic Series is coming to Charlotte. That's going to be on November second, and it will be standard. So I've got a deck that I've bought or traded for almost everything I need, mostly traded. So. Um, Unless anybody wants to send me some more copies of Domri Rod, uh, I think I'm good to go. Um, Dude, don't say I, that. Someone will, and we'll feel really bad about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Don't, no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because uh, by the time this goes up, he will probably have finished his set. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm – well, and I don't need a whole set. For, I'm, I'm good. I am good. No <laughs> one send me anything. I am good. Uh, because people do send us things, even though we totally don't deserve it. So, uh, That's true. Just, we don't. No, Bruce I'm, even I'm sent us stuff once. Yeah, I said planes and phenomena. Do, 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 do. Uh, thank you so much for that. Yes. Yeah. So I found make, that actually. You have in, to make sure you got the full set. I, I found that plane because you sent one to, for all of us, right? Uh, yes, yes, I did. Okay, yeah, I thought so because I found that plane just hanging out in the living room under a stack of cards, and I was like, "What is this doing here? Why would I have one?" Oh, Bruce sent this to us, and then I did a little dance. That was like two weeks ago, though, so I'm not going to re- recreate the dance now. Sorry. It's very tribal in nature. Yeah, it's like Onslaught. So, yeah, that's that's it for me. I'm tired and work and blah, blah, blah. I mean, good work, but still uh, just tired. If I remember correctly, Bruce could commiserate with you on that. Yeah, I wasn't going to go all into it on the show, just talking about stuff that would only really make sense to him and I. But, yes. It's always nice to have a fellow attorney on the show. In fact, I think this is the first time. Is it? Maybe. I don't know. Do live episodes with, um, um, oh crap. Phelan John? John? John, yeah. John Raymer. I don't has think they ever, count. Has he ever done a live episode? Well, he's been at pre release. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a lawyer, but, um, <laughs> uh, he's never exactly sat down and talked to us on the show. Yeah. Plus, I know him. And that's just different because we went to law school together. So he's, you know, I don't think of him as a lawyer first. But other people special. that I don't know them as anything, and I meet them, I'm like, oh, they're a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep Brian going. Oh, I'm sorry. You weren't supposed to point. feel special. I should have said that some other way. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. So who's left? Is that everybody? <laughs> See, you shouldn't have said that. That 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 would be uh, you. Oh, right. Okay. Wow. Oh, God. I'm tired. Okay. Then so, just sign off. as always, we're, well, as always, as last week, it's, which was actually two weeks ago, sorry about that, not really sorry, we're on the run-up to episode 300, 
and 300 is also due to the quirks of timing and skipping last week it's going to be our one our, our six year episode so we're just yeah. like, we're just kicking them all right in the head at once because we have lots of feet killing lots of birds with stones don't Dude, tell Peter. please don't don't kill birds unless they poop on your car but anyway anyway um and we're looking unless it's Thanksgiving unless it's Thanksgiving then just just merciless. <laughs> we're we're looking for help from you guys. Uh, let us know. Over the, the the six years we've been at it, we've done a gazillion different things. We've had all kinds of guest hosts. We've had all kinds of segments, uh, catchphrases, jokes, just anything that we've ever done that you uh, really liked or think needs to be mentioned. In a, even even a one-off thing that still sticks with you after all these years. Yeah, like everyone loves the Ant Queen with the smoothie. <laughs> That's all I remember about that is the ant queen with a smoothie and tears coming out of my face. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to go listen to that again. There are some things that when you tell them later, it's just not quite. You can't really capture the magic, like when you guys were over at my daughter's birthday party and she started taking everyone's dinner orders. Yeah, see that nobody would care about that. I tried no. to tell Lex about it and she just looked at me. I was like, trust me, it was awesome. We, but we were all like. Dying at the time, so yeah. it's it's tough to recreate that sort of thing. So yeah, but if there's anything out there that you guys think we should talk about other than April Pool's episodes, Ryan and Christian, and Mad Lips, we got those covered. <laughs> so if you need to come up with a uh, you need to come up with a creature a, a, a three zero for zero. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no. Ooh, ooh, I got it. It'll it'll be the, the the master of waves token with a bone splitter. Oh no, it's um, uh, Phyrexian Marauder, and you just played it, and you have Jorkadine the Prevailer. And, oh no, that's too much power, damn it! Uh, no, no, it's right, and you have Jorkadine the Prevailer. Yes. <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> but we're too early for that. That's that's in like three weeks. Don't even worry right, about that. Okay. But <laughs> just edit that part out. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll cut that and insert it. No, actually, I won't. But anyway, I keep trying to say this, but we, uh, there's a forum post in the forum, right? I made one on the forum. Yeah, I did. And there's there's a, a post on the Facebook page that you can comment on, or you could just send us an email and, and label it in such a way that we'll remember that it's 300. I'll mark it as 300. Uh, I'm just trying to get as much data as possible for what people enjoyed or even stuff that you just really hated. Like shred memory is always the first thing that everyone hates and live episodes are the second thing that everyone hates because people either really love the live episodes or really hate the live episodes. So, you know, just let us know whatever it is, good, bad or indifferent, not really indifferent. So good or bad. And we'll try to take all of that into account when we do, uh, the six year retrospective. And that, dude, that's crazy. You know, Lex and I were together for seven and a half years. We're creeping up on passing that. Wow. <laughs> like, the only thing that I've been doing longer than this show is, like, playing video games and, I don't know, something I really shouldn't say on this show. <laughs> 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 uh, and I'm proud of me for not, now that I had the opportunity. If I was at work, I would just butter, uh, blurt it right out. But anyway, anyway, so I think we're we're going to be done with that. But uh, thank you very much, Bruce, for, one, expressing interests, because 
like I know on Monday Night Magic, I'm always trying to find people. They're like, come on, I need a host. Who wants to be a guest? Who wants to be? But on this show, it's usually just us, and it never occurs to me to go get a guest host for any reason, unless you know, whoops, Dirt can't make it. Let's uh, let's get Bill and JT. They'll they'll have they'll have they'll be half a Dirk apiece. That'll be fine. But so yeah, thanks for one expressing interest in two being so patient. And then bringing it up again because I'd forgotten already. Well, not forgotten, but I don't. I don't know how to do that with this show. So well, I was I was thrilled thrilled to be able to get on. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for the last 200 episodes or so, um, and it's just it's been a real treat to get on to get to be able to do a show with you guys. Um, and as far as as far as the time, it worked out perfectly. My wife is off at a. Uh, uh, She's off at a Harvard Business School course for this week, so uh, this is a week when I don't have any uh, responsibilities after after work, so it worked out really well. Nice. Sounds like Eric. Hey, family's out of town. Can I podcast? I feel really exactly. bad about Eric because, like, the last two, maybe three times that he's done that, they just happen to be weeks when we're not recording for some reason. And I feel yeah. really bad about that, but it's, it's yeah. a complete coincidence. That did really suck. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. Eric wants to record this week. we got to call it. No, it's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least we got Bruce when uh, he didn't have any responsibility, so that's cool. Mm. Yeah, every time that you tweet something, you know, I'm out doing this, and listening to the Manipool, I go, ee! like, out loud. Like, it's bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time at work and apparently mowing the lawn while uh, listening to the manipul. Well, you know, <laughs> I learned a long time ago that that's what we're here for, is to make uh, tasks that you don't want to do that much more bearable. Like, that's that's our job. Well, it's, <laughs> it works like a charm. We're not here to be quality uh, content. No, we're here to make you giggle, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I think we've rambled on long enough. Thank you again, Bruce, so much. This has been awesome. We'll We'll definitely have to get you on again sometime. When there's not a million preview freaking cards, Definitely. so we can spend more time actually talking to you. I think there's a two week period in December when there's not going to be any previews <laughs> for anything. <laughs> We're gonna. When does the hol- When does that holiday box come out? Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, wizards! Give us a freaking break. <laughs> just, just go ahead and set up my account on automatic deposit and, or withdrawal and just have at it, because that's pretty much what it's going to turn into. Oh, I'm going to go reheat some old-ass pizza. So, I guess we will call this done. 298. Getting close. Getting close. Can't wait. Um, Swift. Dirk. I mean, Gary. I mean, Swift. <laughs> Damn it, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Dude, we saw the Proto Man. That was awesome. That was awesome. On the last song, Mike lost his mind and jumped to the mosh pit. It was awesome. I hadn't done that in so many years. It was fun. It was. And I liked the way the the first thing that happened was you got bounced right out and you jumped right back in. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, that's Mike. Oh, no, no. Oh, there he goes. Anyway. That might have just been me purposely running back and forth across both ends of it. But I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. It was awesome. I think you scared Bill when you jumped in. Anyway, anyway, no one cares about the Proto Man show. The Proto Man show was awesome. Everyone that did not get a chance to see the Proto Man before they uh, got done touring this year or, you know, any time previously, shame on you. <laughs> Go see the Proto Man. They put on a hell of a show. Uh, we even I even managed to get something cool out of it, but I'm not going to tell you. 
you'll have to wait for that. Ah! It's okay. I'm done now. So, this has been episode 298 of the Mana Pool featuring Bruce Richard. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic.